The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. Is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Um, this has just come out from the Associated Press. This is incredible. Trump administration officials have been sending babies and other young children. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> to at least three. Can we put up the graphic of this? Thank you. Do we have it? No. Three tender age shelters in South Texas. Lawyers and medical providers. Just... I think I'm going to have to hand this off. Yeah. Sorry. That does it for us tonight. We'll see you again tomorrow. Now it is time for the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell, where he is live in Brownsville, Texas. That is uh, Rachel Maddow breaking down on the air when she read about uh, some of the children being separated from their parents on the border. And I am frustrated by the hypocrisy because they did not give an F over the last uh, nine years, eight of it being the Obama administration doing similar things. They did not give an F when tens of thousands of unaccompanied minors poured across the border and were put into shelters away from their parents because the Obama administration had a policy that encouraged these kids to come here. They did not give an F over the last decades when coyotes preyed upon children and families and uh, trafficked them. They didn't give an F about that. They don't give an F about uh, aborted babies or my concern about them. They don't give an F about veterans that are living in homeless shelters right now or not living in homeless shelters, living on streets. They do not give an F about the VA killing veterans. I can go on and on about the atrocities that they do not care about, but because This has tipped the political radar as we head down to the midterm elections. Suddenly, they're crying on the air. Now, I'm not going to mock Rachel for crying. She was being genuine there. She's really upset by that. I feel horrible for her, and I feel horrible for the children. I feel horrible for the parents. Anybody that is a parent and anybody that was a child that had parents that they actually care about, understands a little bit of this. If you're a parent and you think about uh, your your kids suffering at all, whether they're in the hospital and you feel helpless or in a situation like this where you're being separated and a child crying because they don't understand, is horrible. Terrible. I'm not going to mock Rachel for this. Good for her. We should be that humane. We should have that level of sensitivity. But this is not Donald Trump's fault. This is not Doc Thompson's fault. It's not Chris Cruz's fault. It's not conservatives' fault, not libertarians' fault. This is the fault of progressive ideology. Period. Had, over the last 30 years, 
really since Reagan's amnesty plan. The plan that he signed after being pushed by Democrats in the House and Senate just to take care of it once and for all. If at that point and every day since we had taken care of the immigration situation by establishing once and for all policies that we stuck to, that took care of these situations, we would be fine right now. Instead, the policies have been pretty much open border. Yeah, we had border patrol agents down on the border, but we still just let people pour across. We did not secure the border. We have a, a difficult and really ineffective legal immigration system. We know that. We've not taken care of it. And we have been unwilling to round up the illegals that are here and pass policies and laws that disincentivize them from coming here. Had we done those things, you would not see the desire to cross the border. You would not see the ability to cross the border. And when someone did cross the border, they would be deported. Right now, we've got this big, shiny goal line for all of the migrants around the world. And the ones that are on our continent or a continent that connects with ours it's even more attractive because they can just walk there, ride a train. They don't have to fly. They don't have to get on a boat. They just have to walk. It's this big, shiny goalpost that says amazing free stuff. And it's true. It's here. America is the land of plenty. Of course, you and I would be trying to get here as well. I'm not unsympathetic to that. But it's like a drowning man. If you don't know how to save them properly, you're both going to drown. Drowning people, when you try to save them and you don't know how, they're hysterical. And they often will drown the person trying to save them. It's like rats on on a sinking ship. They seek that highest point. So the drowning person just climbs on top of you and you, you start sinking. And eventually you both drown. There is a proper way to help people around the world. And it is with a strong, secure and properly regulated immigration system and border. Good for Rachel Maddow that she was that upset. Your hypocrisy frustrates me. Your progressive ideology and your lack of facts and information frustrates me. You're crying? Good for you. But it gets worse, Chris Cruz. It does? There's more to Trump's family separation policy that we're just finding out about that is heartbreaking disgusting I'll let you decide Nazi Hitler the headline from Yahoo News okay (sighs) hang on you okay the reason I'm not making fun of Rachel. This happens. Okay. The headline from Yahoo News. Businesses have made millions off of Trump's child separation policy. Wow. Hang on. It's very difficult. Can I get that out again? Let yeah. me, I'm not sure. People. Yeah, yeah. One more time. Hit me, hit me with that headline. Businesses have made millions off of Trump's child separation policy. Oh, disgusting. 
can't offer me a little comfort, a little hand on my shoulder no, or something? I'm trying to comfort myself. Uh, what, what would I comfort you? Can I just share some of the article with you? Please, please. please. Yeah, from Yahoo News headline, businesses have made millions off of Trump's child separation policy. How? The article says Trump's controversial child separation policy is being carried out with the help of private businesses who have received millions of dollars in government contracts to help run the shelters where young migrants are being held away from their parents. The government has released few photos of the shelters where the children are being detained and at times declined to allow media and even elected officials access to the facilities. Mm. The Yahoo News article goes on to say, amid this secrecy, this is troubling. Amid this secrecy, many of the businesses participating in the program have remained behind the scenes without <sighs> being identified. Oh. Chris, it's not just businesses making millions off of Trump's controversial child separation policy. Okay. There's a veil of secrecy. Oh, wow. These businesses have remained behind the scenes without being identified. Like the Illuminati? Uh, I think so. I think it's akin to that. Many of them probably are tied to the Illuminati and the Burger Builders as well. Mm -hmm, The Bilderbergers, mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The article goes on to say, however, by reviewing publicly available contract data, which means these businesses have been identified. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't think President Trump has come out and said, here's the businesses that are making millions of dollars off of my controversial child separation policy. I don't think he he said it that way, but the information is out there. Nevertheless, by reviewing publicly available contract data, Yahoo News was able to identify five, count them, five companies that are participating in the operation of shelters, including two companies that have not previously been tied to the program. Oh, so now they want to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Getting it on the gravy train. Yeah. First it was the death train. Now it's the gravy train. <laughs> it's the gravy death train. <laughs> the death gravy train. One of the two. The data reviewed by Yahoo News okay. was posted to the site govtribe.com, which provides real-time federal contract marketing data. This information gives a glimpse of the recent growth of the government shelter system for young migrants and some of the companies who have lucrative contracts to participate in the program. Now, here's the thing. They put in words like lucrative. Mm-hmm. Do you want a non-lucrative contract? Oh, yes. If you're a business, <laughs> you if you're making the, money, it's you lucrative. Want lucrative, yes. <laughs> these companies have agreed to operate these facilities for free, pro bono. They're non-lucrative. Nevertheless, okay. they continue. Contract vehicles are one of the mechanisms the U.S. government uses to award contracts to vendors. How dare they? The data reviewed by Yahoo News, which is them talking about themselves three times <laughs> in a row, was for a contract vehicle called Shelter Care for Unaccompanied Children 22 or 2022, like the year 2022. Mm-hmm. This includes 10 different contracts for up to approximately 92 million that were awarded to five different be- uh, vendors starting in September of 2017. Mm. The contracts include plans to operate the shelters through September 2022. Comprehensive Health Services, Inc. 
It's a Florida-based company that touts its experience in immigrant shelter services, received the bulk of the contracts, three contracts for about $65 million. The first contract awarded through the vehicle was kicked off uh, last September. Another 1.4 was awarded, and then 30.9 million operate emergency shelter in Homestead, Florida. Dynamic Services Solution, a Maryland firm, was awarded a contract worth 8.7 million. Southwest Keys program was awarded contracts to the vehicle in September 2017, worth up to 1.8 million each for emergency shelter operations. Now, according to ABC News, Southwest Key is a nonprofit. What? <laughs> what's, what's the matter? It's a nonprofit. Yeah, what's your point there, Chris? Huh? It's, it's, you said it right there. Yes. Non-profit. That's right. It got a lucrative contract. No, no, lucrative. no. Lucrative. No. I don't know. Maybe these have changed. What's that? Uh-huh. But non-profit means they're not making any profit. Yeah, that's right. They got yeah. a lucrative contract. No. Big government no. money flowing in no. there. Ha, ha, ha. Fat cats. Means non-profit. None of the green goes to them. Huh. Well, that makes this headline sound like bullcrap. Yes, you could have just said... It says that's what it sounds like, anyways. (laughs) The final business is a Virginia-based company that uh, was given a contract worth almost $10 last September for shelter operations and for unspecified emergency and other relief services. Okay. So, there you go. Amid all of the other troubling things, businesses making millions off of this. Of kids' tears. Yep, exactly. Swimming in those kids' children, bathing in them. Mm. Just to make cash. Mm. Now, mm. I guess Yahoo News is pointing out that things would be better if government worker bees got that money or more because if it was government worker bees, yeah. it cost more to do. God, we learned over mm-hmm. the years mm-hmm. that we get gov- government employees cost more. are the number one mm-hmm. trusted people. No, no, actually, we've not. I mean, no, if you look, look at the post office worker, no, no. have they not, not deliver yes, and got caught constant, with... constantly? They do not deliver, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's at there. In fact, it usually costs a whole lot more money when it's together, like TSA. Remember, the airports, even some big ones that don't use TSA and still have private, um, they screen more people, they catch more stuff, and it costs a lot less. So, I guess. Um, they would rather spend more money having the government do this. Because here's the thing, whether Donald Trump has this controversial separation policy in place or not, they're still going to process all these people. Yes, yes, Uh yes. And it doesn't cost them any more in the long run. And by the way, if we don't kick these people out, it's going to cost us more if they do come in because they all go to school for free on us and everything else. Yes, yes, yes. it almost again sounds like this this article is BS because if you're saying, you know, look at all this money we're spending, we know that there's a lot more that the government is wasting if the government handles this. So it's just that business, evil business is yeah. involved. Capitalism. Those capitalists. Monty Burns is sitting there behind the scenes Ooh, pulling uh, the strings, uh, uh, making uh, uh, all of this uh, uh, money. Uh, uh, so there you go. I didn't think it could get any worse. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. I didn't think it could get any worse, but now I realize that business is involved. Damn. Uh, how dare horrible. they? How dare they? Do we have Gail King? Yes. Okay. Uh, I want to go to Gail King now to sum up how I feel this morning after hearing that businesses are making millions mm-hmm. off of this. Mm-hmm. I think Gail King sums it up best when she said this. 
I'll say, Alex, you know, we arrived yesterday afternoon. We went straight to the facility, the location where kids and their parents were reunited. And all I can say after talking to Here the people, yes. watching the people, listening Preach to the it, people, Preach it. that the Statue of Liberty, I think, is weeping right now. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable, the stories that we heard. And we so there it is, Chris. Through the course of these the Statue of Liberty is exactly weeping right now. Hmm. Doesn't that say it all? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just going to break on that note. Yeah. Yeah. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. You can bet ExxonMobil's making money off these kids. Oh, yeah, they You can are. bet. You know what they're doing? They've, what uh, they the doing? government has contracted ExxonMobil to feed the kids oil. Straight up oil? Straight up oil. Not even when they convert it to gasoline. No, no, no. Just they're just feeding them oil. oil. That's right. They, they're saying it's a vegetable. <laughs> it fits Obama's uh, pyramid or plate. Uh, no, plate. The plate. plate. Excuse me. Thank oh, you. I pyramid was old school. Yes. That's right. The plate How of what's up. There you be culture appropriating. You know, it says uh, olive oil. We'll just replace it with crude. That's it. That's what they're feeding the kids. They are on board. Yep. <laughs> I think that's what's going on here. You can bet there's other companies like that involved, too. <laughs> Halliburton's involved. Uh, well, American Airlines. No. No. I don't think they're involved. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to some tweets now. Hashtag what I learned today. At Real Chris Cruz. At Doc Thompson Show. Please follow us on the Twitter. Uh, you got DMX DM saying, phew. For a minute there, I thought Doc had been replaced with a weird crying dude from MSNBC. No, no, no. I am uh, my own weird crying dude. <laughs> TJ Toppin saying, will Rachel Maddow feel better if those babies were handed over to Planned Parenthood? And that's what Damn I it. said yesterday. <laughs> I was like, she's crying for babies? What about those American babies that Planned Parenthood kills every day? Every day they're killing American babies. Um, I would say to your tweet, yes, many of them would have been. I, I'm I'm not joking here. Many of them, many progressives would feel better if the kids had been handed over to Planned Parenthood. There is a tenant, an idea, concept, a value that progressives have, and I am not kidding. This is not liberals. This is uh, remember, all progressives are liberal. Not all liberals are progressive. progressive, but. Many progressives have this idea, this concept, that it is wrong to bring children into this world because they didn't have a say in it. That it's one of the worst things you could do is have children because they didn't have a say in it. Wow. It's, it's that crazy creeped out in their head. And they believe in population control. Yet, this is boo-hoo-hooing them. Hmm. So, liberals that are upset by this, I give you, that's fine. You know, I mean, I have a soft heart about the stuff we're supposed to. That's fine. Number one, first and foremost, above all else, I did not do this. Our policies are in place. The failure of the U.S. policies when it comes to the border is not my fault. I've been, I've been voting with my conscience for the right way for a long time. Uh, it just doesn't matter. 
uh, presidents, uh, members of Congress past have screwed this up for decades. Throw that aside. Mm -hmm. All right, we're here, Doc. Who's responsible now? It's not Donald Trump. First and foremost, it is the parents who are bringing the children here. There it is. They're bringing him here. Mm-hmm. You, you're not criticizing the parents. I know why you're trying to escape uh, bad stuff and trying to get a better way of life and whatever. But you still are bringing them here. And what they're going through on the border, albeit horrible, so upset. To see a, children, a child cry because they're upset, because they're being separated from their parents, horrible. Why are you fleeing? Why are you coming here? Because something is so awful. You're starving. You don't have enough money. You don't have medicine. You're being tortured, raped, whatever. So our policies are still better. Okay. You got ye old sleeve saying, I feel bad for Rachamato. If only the nice young man knew that this policy on illegal alien kids dates back to Clinton in 97. If only that nice young man knew that. Yeah. It's a great point. Wow. I also asked how many of these people crying like Rachel Maddow are housing people at their house. Again, we always say that. The fat thing. How many people? How much money? What's his name? The fat thing over there. Glenn? Wow. What? I'm just trying to. I know how you always call him fat. I mean, I I think it's horrible. I'm talking about Michael Moore. Oh. That fat thing. Thing. Gotcha. All right. Or, no, I mean, I think it's reprehensible that you call Glenn fat. I was just trying to complete your thought, knowing a, that you hmm. often will say, Doc, boy, Glenn is really packing on the pounds. No, here, I do so. say that, but off air. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, so let's yeah. edit that all out then. Yeah, uh, Michael that. Moore. Yes. Yeah. What about him? What, what, he has he all those houses. Seven houses. I what mean, about the Bushes? How many illegals? How much money? And you go, well, I, a lot of them will say, I give money to charity and give this stuff. Great. Okay. Give Good more. for you. You still have all these houses. You believe in de- redistribution of wealth up to where it affects you. Well, I give some. No. If you want it redistributed, if you're the socialist, then you got to trim it down and live like the rest of us. And if you're talking on the world stage, you got to redistribute all of that stuff down to your living in America because there's a lot of people around the globe where you're living in America at today's current expenses on probably about two grand a year. Wow. Wow. Okay. How about just in America? Okay. Redistribute all your money down. Great. You don't need to live like the average American. Average American salary is around $40,000 a year. Give up all your houses. What's what's the average net worth? Not a whole lot. No. You're not doing it. So are you taking these kids in? You taking any of them in? Have you volunteered to? How many you got at your houses, Mike? How about other Americans? How about veterans? You down there in the homeless shelters working? No. You sit in your... You sit in your houses, your however many houses, on your fat ass, getting fatter and fatter because you have food and shelter like these people don't, going, it's horrible. Order more pizza. It's horrible. These children are suffering. Trump. That's how I imagine what's going no, on no, in his you house. You got it right. You got it Stuff it in his face. 100%. Now, here's the thing. That same scene plays out in my house with me stuffing my say, mm-hmm. face mm-hmm. almost verbatim, except I recognize um, that, uh, you know, you shouldn't be redistributing money. <laughs> I'm cool with that. You're cool with that. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I'm, got- not, I'm not the one screaming progressivism <laughs> between the 
bites of pizza. You got Justin Oaks saying, perhaps we should fund a bunch of abortion clinics in Central America. Oh, my gosh. Holy snikes. Hit me with that again. Justin Oaks tweeting out what I learned today. Perhaps we should fund a bunch of abortion clinics in Central America. Oh, so crazy. Hashtag so liberal logic. satirical. Yep. Okay. We need to make a video today. About? Who's it? Justin Oaks? Justin Oaks. I'm stealing your idea. You will get no credit beyond this. <laughs> uh, we got to make a video and see if we can get this thing viral today where okay. we advocate uh, not spending the money on these shelters, mm-hmm. taking that money and distributing it to South and Central America uh, and Mexico. Uh, Planned for, uh, for Planned Parenthood, uh, more Mexican abortions. Style. Yeah, Mexican abortions. We need more and more Mexican uh, abortions. That's Ooh. what we need. Wow. The I'm Morning in. Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. The website is itargetpro.com. The name of the product, itargetpro. Amazing that they came up with that website. It keeps it uh, simple. <laughs> they were um, they were considering the website uh, buy our uh, target practicing product so you will become a better shot. Uh, dot com. Ooh, that's and it was a very bit, cumbersome. Very too long. Ve- very much. They uh, also considered with some with some dots in there and some teal days. Uh, underscores underscores there was a lot of them and it's very very difficult and then somebody said hey how about we just do itargetpro.com mm-hmm. and there was one guy at the company was like nah that's that's not gonna work it's not gonna work fortunately he was overruled bob you can just playboy? go to itargetpro.com yeah bob bob from playboy had like a paragraph he wanted for the dot com and really uh, that fortunately he was overruled huh? you know because there's no yeah. new you know domains you know like that u.s yeah. That me, but he picked He wanted dot uh, Brazil. <laughs> and they said, no, it's, dude, he it's an American company. This isn't going to work so well. And uh, they immediately fired him, and boom, he went on to iBob. So iHob. I, iHob. iHob. That's right. So that's where he is now. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, though, it's easy to remember itargetpro.com. It is a target practice system. So you could practice target shooting wherever, whenever you want because you're not actually firing a round. You're firing a little mini laser that they give you. Laser. And it works with a proprietary app so you could see where you would have hit had you been actually firing. It's awesome. It's like the big, expensive uh, video game type things if you go to some ranges yeah. and they have them. But in your home for only $89. Come on, man. $89. Great gift. Because I know if you're like me, there's a lot of people that are difficult to shop for. So whether it was Father's Day we just had or Mother's Day a month or so ago, or you got a birthday coming up, Christmas at the end of the year. Graduation gifts. Graduation gifts. You're going like this. You're going, oh, I just don't know. And you're always trying to come up with something. $89. You save 10% off that. Use the promo code DOC. It's an awesome system. You'll love it. And it's a lot of fun. This is, by the way, a family type thing, too. Yeah, it is. You sit around. Have you considered getting a couple of them? No, I have not. Why should I? Well, here's the thing. Yes, you could easily share this with the family. You shoot, I shoot, the kids shoot, whatever. Boom, you sit in the living room, you're doing this. But if you get two of them, you could do at the same time. 
you can draw and go. Ready? Same oh, time. Okay. Go. Boom, 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 boom. Ten shots. Mm-hmm. Doom. And look at them. Then you tap them or you get a friend one, whatever. Be real cool stuff to do. And it's something you could build family time as well. So itargetpro.com. Order today, but don't forget that promo code DOC because you're going to get 10% off your order. itargetpro.com. All right. There is another concern. Another, another concern about Trump's controversial child separation policy. Uh, what did by we the, miss? By the, by the way, um, when you put the word controversial in there, okay. it already shows your bias. Yes, yes. Now, is it controversial? Of course. Of course it is. Of course. Um, what Trump policy is not considered controversial? Hold on, I'm thinking. I don't know. What Obama policy was not controversial? I'm thinking. Hold on. I, I, I can't think of one. Uh, what George W. Keep going, just okay. all the way back. Yeah, they're all, they're all will hit that controversial We're line. We're all right. Even if you take something as, I mean, obvious as like after 9-11, we're going to go kick some ass. Controversial. Right. There's going to be some people that are going, whoa, I don't know. How, there's what human do you mean? people that you're trying there's to There's going to be a couple people that are like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. It's opinion. Right. We are divided. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to have 100% agreement no. across the country. So different degrees of controversy, but yes controversial people are always going to throw up objections they're not always going to agree or and they're going to what what happens the controversy comes because they start going well what about this and what about that anyway so there is a new concern though okay and i bet this is one you haven't even considered okay what's going on down in those shelters those migrant shelters well an npr host national public radio just paid for with your tax dollars. I was going to say that. <laughs> was a host on MSNBC. Was uh, like a, a guest. guest on MSNBC. Now, this NPR host name does not matter. Does, thank you. I was going to say. Because if I gonna, told you, you'd be like, you would know anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Sarah Hickenlooper from uh, NPR. Hickenlooper? Hick, Sarah, Hick, Sarah Hickenlooper. Oh, okay. No, I, it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't. Does not, if I had said that, you would have said, oh, okay, Sarah okay, Hickenlooper yeah. from the great NPR, the great Sarah Hickenlooper. No one has any idea. Is she brown? So no one has any idea. I don't even know if she's real. She could be AI. She could be a bot. Animatronics. No one cares. No one would ever know. No one in this audience would ever prove us wrong, even though it's a challenge. They do not know, no. and they do not give an F. <laughs> no, they don't. All they care about is they're getting our tax dollars, and they're progressive. <laughs> but anyways. Shut it down. She... Brought up a great point, okay. and likely this is where she will make her name. Oh, she will make her name because you have not even thought about this. An American, this policy doesn't do that. Maria, I want to ask you about all the images we've seen of young boys, and we haven't seen any of young girls. What do you make of this? Well, you know they're controlling the narrative. Therefore, they, they, and what I mean but is why, the- why this narrative? Because it's, it's playing into what the president said yesterday, his own words, that these are thieves. It plays Hold into on. this Can sense Can we pause that, right there a minute, though? Hang yes, on. Yes, we can. Okay, she hasn't even gotten to the good point no, yet. No, no. But did you hear that one? Yes. Did you hear what it was? Controlling the narrative. What boys. haven't we seen? Well, we've only seen boys. We have only seen young migrant boys in those shelters. Yes. <clears throat> Um, really? 
Yeah, and that's one thing. I when she said, I was like, "Really? Is that something that I have not seen all the footage?" No, me neither. I've seen a handful of pictures, and most of the pictures are the same ones that they keep pushing. Yes, like the one crying boy in the cage that it turns out his dad took him to a protest. It was that a was protest. a cage. Yep, that was like a um, a living art display. Mm-hmm. Yep, a performance art. Yep, <clears throat> by as part a, of the display by a progressive group. Right. It was a fence that was only four foot high yep. and about two, like a little cage, two foot around with no top on it. Yeah. And kids were inside holding signs right yes. next to him. Yes. So we've seen that one. We've seen the kid that was crying yes. next to the mom. Was that a boy or a girl? I think that was a girl. I thought it was a little girl. I would have thought girl, but maybe a boy. How do you know their gender? And how dare you ask for their and gender? How, do you, how dare you assume? Thank their- you, Chris Cruz. Yes. Why? How do you assume all of those little boys' genders? Just because they're Mexican, that doesn't mean they get to choose what kind of gender they are? Thank you. And how do we know they're actually Hispanic or Mexican? Rachel Dolezal, Sean King. How dare you assume they're Mexican because they may identify as a white dude or Mm. an old black lady? Thank you. And how dare you assume their gender? That's a big one. But even if you were to go those old school, conservative, outdated, hate filled stereotypes of only two genders. Okay. uh, I still have only seen a handful of pictures and some of them I assume are girls. Girls. And what's the other one we saw? Uh, When they're holding the trays to get their foods. That's the first one that broke out. Okay. The one that was sleeping in the in the in the, against the fence. Remember okay, that so one? MSNBC, this reporter who went to the NPR, there's a reporter that brought up the we've only seen boys, boys. not girls. Yes. Um NB, MSNBC's gone through all the footage of them and every other media outlet and said it's only boys. And she's suggesting in the back smoke filled rooms Room. at DHS and INS and ICE and Health and Human Services, they're there making these plans. All right, listen, gather around, gather around. All Here's right. the plan with the media. You ready, Cruz? Ready. Cruz, ready. you ready? I'm you ready. got a Z in your last name. You're going to be out there front and center, brown boy. Get out there. Here it is. But when you show these kids, okay, okay, only show the boys. The boys? You know why? No. Because we're feeding the girls to dragons. What? We're feeding them to dragons. Underneath the capital. That's where the dragons live. Dragons only eat little brown girls, not little brown boys. Where have you been, Chris? Uh, You don't know this? I did not know this. Come on. You're an educated man and you don't know this. No, I did not. Also, we're paving the highways with them. You know that, right? That's what asphalt's made out of. Yes. So little brown girls pave our... Pave the highways. Been going on for years. What do you think asphalt's made out of? Huh? Mm. What do you think? I guess little brown girls. What, just rocks and stuff? Oil? Come on, man. Don't show them any of the girls. We Just don't have any boys. girls to show them. Okay. We got a road. We got an infrastructure problem in America. <laughs> that's what's going on. Yeah, I guess. Well, that's what the half of us believe, I guess. A little more now. The NPR host kind of gets her back on what's going on with not showing girls. Here we go. Playing into what the president said yesterday, his own words, that these are thieves. It plays into the sense that boys, boys of color... Um, young boys who don't speak English are a threat, that they are, again, to follow their narrative, that they are all potential MS-13 gang members. So what we're not seeing, you're right, are the pictures of little girls, right, um, of their mothers. Uh, hold on um, a second. I mean, what is that over her shoulder? 
Uh, is I that don't a know. picture of a little girl? Can we go back to uh, just I'm going to back picture? up. They're also showing yeah. this on the on the uh, Blaze TV as well. We're going to back up just a couple of seconds, like five, six seconds or so. I believe, and I just noticed it over her right shoulder. Do not tell is me. Is a picture I think is a little girl on the border. It looks like ponytail. It looks like she may have a skirt on. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's just a boy identifying as a girl or a girl identifying as a boy. But regardless, here we go. Listen. ...that they are all potential <laughs> MS-13 gang members. So what we're not Actually, seeing... Actually, it's two. Right, it's two. <laughs> ...are the pictures of little girls, right? Um, <laughs> of their mothers. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking, Stephanie, in terms of the logistics of taking care of these people. I'm, oh, I'm so worried on. about... Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Just pause. Just leave it there. On the screen. Yeah. That was, little girls in shelter. Two little girls. As she's talking, they're doing this. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We still haven't even gotten to her <laughs> really serious point yet. Here we go. Are now signing up to go and work in these places. I mean, just the sheer thought, the thought. of trying to take care of toddlers, changing diapers. You know what it's like to have a three-year-old. Um, and, and I guess the bigger context uh, for your viewers, there right, is. is that... What, what's happened now is that this administration has created an illegal people overnight. So they keep on saying, Hold well, we're it, just trying. Pause. Tra- pause. So much to get to. Um, the government didn't create an illegal people. Oh, Doc Thompson. Um, the illegal people created illegal people. See, had those same people not come here, they Impossible. would be no. elsewhere. No, they would still be They illegal. would be legal wherever they are. What? They, they were illegal when they came here. They yeah, became Because illegal. of Donald Trump. No, no. Overnight. No, he didn't just take out his bed. You're illegal. You're illegal. Like Oprah making illegal people. He's not magic. Okay? <laughs> Seriously, it's not how it's happening. See, you become illegal when you commit a crime. You do something illegal. That's it. Mm. So, Chris, if you're just walking down the street by minding your own business, not mm-hmm. like, damn it, there it is. I'm illegal. Trump made me illegal now. That's uh, not what happens. You know, he's president. So you he walk do down whatever. the street and then you uh, you rob somebody and then you've done something illegal. See, that's and how that it works, makes though. me an illegal. Yes, that's exactly. Well, in the Kiss case, they are illegal because they continue to be here. So if I go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow morning, I will not wake up in illegal overnight. No, that's not what's going to happen. It's not like the tooth fairy comes. It's not like the immigration fairy comes and I goes, think, I think you're illegal. You're illegal. It's not how it happened. I was going to say, because, you know, Trump is president. He could do whatever the hell he wants. Well, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> the immigration fairy's here. You're illegal now. All right, we haven't even gotten to the point. Here we go. What, what's happened now is that this administration has created an illegal people overnight. Illegal. So they keep on saying, well, we're just charging them criminally because they are criminals for trying to get into the United States. This was always a misdemeanor. Right, that's how it's been for the longest time. Hold it, flag in the play. Uh, why? She's like, they're not illegal. They've created these illegal people. Um, in the past, it's always been a misdemeanor. Is that true, Doc Thompson? Um, not always. However, but let's just go by her standard. Okay. It was primarily a misdemeanor. To cross okay. the border. Um, it was a misdemeanor because government created it as a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. So she's pissed. How dare you say it's a felony or treat these people like it's a more serious crime? It was a misdemeanor. Also created by government. You know, prior to that, it wasn't even a misdemeanor. No. But she doesn't care about that. No. Okay, okay. Here we go. A little more. Trying to get into the United States. This was always a misdemeanor. 
right? That's how it's been for the longest time. But overnight, they've now created criminals. Illegal. So people are trying to understand what's happening here. That's what happened. And you know what? Elie Wiesel, may he rest in peace, what he said to me was he said, you know, the Nazis had it perfectly correct. Uh, they declared. Oh, yeah, the Nazis in there. Wow, she is pulling out all the guns. Dude. Uh, she hasn't cried yet, and she hasn't brought up business, but... Uh, She's almost there. Uh, I'm going by even, the checklist. She hasn't even gotten to the main serious issue here. Here we go. The Nazis had it perfectly correct. They declared us an illegal people. That's how it began. We were declared an illegal people as Jews. Right. And that follows that. And I, it's a very horrible thing to make these comparisons. But if you think about the level of dehumanization where we have arrived, where children are being taken, there is an art there. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even get to the piece. Where was it? What you call some pedophiles? Did I miss it? I don't know. I think we missed it. <laughs> I think we did. We're so focused on everything else. <laughs> Or should he even get to the piece? Okay, that was the wrong clip. There's another clip. Yes, she said more. I will just sum up uh, her other concern in that she's worried about pedophiles getting job at migrant jobs at migrant shelters. What? I'm sure the pedophiles are sitting at home going, you know, I could just, of any uh, job I could have right now. I could just rape that neighbor kid. Hmm. Mm. I get a job at the local school, mm-hmm. at, Maybe the at the local park. park. Um, I get a job anywhere there are kids around Chuck here. Chuck E. Cheese. The Chuck E. Cheese. I could, uh, I could get that clown suit out of the closet and uh, do parties, whatever. Or I could travel across country down to the border, mm-hmm. go through government screening, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, give them all my IDs and mm-hmm, background mm-hmm. check and whatever, and get a job at the migrant shelter. Mm. Yeah. That's that's where I need to be. <laughs> Who's what? saying that? Why wouldn't they just get a clown suit and do kids parties? Yes. There's or, no background check for that. Or go to Chuck E. Cheese. Exactly. <laughs> There's no background check for being your own clown or doing making ponies out of balloons and stuff. How many parents actually check if you hire a clown? No. If they do background checks. They don't. They're not doing that stuff. No. Come on! Did you go want to hire Bubble the Clown? Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So, the pedophiles, the pedophiles, Donald Trump's pedophile controversial world. policy is leading to pedophiles getting jobs at migrant shelters. Are those the same pedophiles from the TSA that Alex Jones likes to talk about? I think so. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Well, very good. At least you guys are <laughs> looking under every stone for a uh, problem. Okay, good. That's really solid. You're not uh, getting the obvious problems in the world in America, <laughs> but thank God you're... You're looking for those ones. All right, quick break. Back with more. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. If you're having trouble hearing us this morning, it's probably the earwax buildup in your ears. Why don't you go ahead and clean that out? No, no, no. 
Don't stick that don't, in there. Not that. No, not don't use that. Not the in keys. fact, the only thing you should be using is the um, WaxRx system. You can get it at usewaxrx.com. Used? Use. Oh. It's not used. It's not previously owned, which, by the way, such a scam when it came to used cars. So <laughs> it's a used <laughs> car. No, no. Ours yeah, are previously, previously owned. What's the difference? And then they're like, well, we got to make it sound better. So you know what we'll do? We'll call certified pre-owned. <laughs> certified? Okay, so the certified, they meant like it's certified that it's good. We went through it. But it always came across as we've certified that somebody did own this before you did. Yeah, so uh, Bob owned this before you did. It's certified used. (laughs) If we have proven that somebody owned it before you. Come on, man. Yeah, it's not that. It's it's new. You're going to get it. It's new. It's usewaxrx.com. Just like it sounds, use WaxRx.com. Three-stage system to clean that earwax out of your ears. You got the first step. It uh, puts the eardrops in your ear. And that sounded like it puts the eardrops in its ears. <laughs> it's eardrops to put in your ears to soften the earwax. And then we've got that specially designed doctor design pump that'll flush it all out. And then... The third step is the pH balance rinse that leaves your ears soft and supple. You'll love it. It works for your kids. works for the entire family. I'll bet you could use this on pets. I don't think it's certified for that, <clears throat> but I bet you could do that. What's with you and pets? I'm just saying. I bet it works for... Just trying to find other applications so they can make some cash, man. What about for your kids? I just said kids. For your grandparents? You can use that, of course. For your parents? Of course. Yeah, and all those. uncle cousins. Yeah, I already got all those. Yeah. And this, so the last thing you have, pets. Right, I'm just trying to find some extra money. I mean, you got a fish and he has earwax. Clean that stuff out. I don't think fish have ears <clears throat> like that. Again, okay. I don't know that you're supposed to use it for that, but I would try it. What the hell? You I'll know. give you that. What the hell? What the hell at this point? <laughs> if they got earwax built up, why not try it? Go to usewaxrx.com. By the way, that is nothing like they wanted their commercial to sound. I don't think so. Usewaxrx.com. Somehow they still come back. All right, get some tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. World of Spot saying, forget the death train or the gravy train. I want death by gravy train. Oh, my gosh. Death See, you, by gravy train. Are you on the gravy side? Do you like the gravy? Do I like the gravy? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like the gravy? Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> Do you like the gravy? Who's going to say, I don't like gravy? I don't know. I mean, barring, barring some special diet or you trying to lose weight or whatever, who's going to go... No, I don't want gravy on those. <laughs> that is true. Okay. Communists, maybe? I don't know. Mm. Aliens? Mordecai? Something like that, right. Uh, you got Stinky saying, it's like the governor of Puerto Rico, and I'm going to correct that. It's like the mayor of San Juan. There's no relief supplies, she reported from from warehouse full of relief supplies. <laughs> I guess it's a Hispanic thing. <laughs> um, beware of crazy eyes saying, yeah. I'm on a diet, but I'm eating this for the immigrant kids separated from their parents. Good. Just doing a part, man. Just doing my part, man. Good. Just doing my part. Good Did you see the you. picture? No. Oh, look at what that. What are they eating? Holy shnikes. You know what that is right there at the top and the bottom? What? The top and bottom. Oh, the bacon. Right. It's at the top and bottom. Yes. That's a lot of bacon. That, are you kidding me right now? That's not a lot of bacon. By A lot of times you get two strips. That looks like four or six. That's bacon. That's that not is a bacon. lot of bacon. I'm saying by most orders, that's not oh, a lot yeah. of bacon for me. No, no. I need, For me, that's still that's a not a lot of bacon. No, that's not a lot of bacon. No, Good no, for no. you, though. No. I had bacon over the weekend. I told and? you to do the Father's Day thing at uh, Oh yeah, the at uh, Crystal Bridges yes. Museum in Bentonville. 
and uh, I had eggs Benedict. Mm. Ooh, that were awesome, by the way. But uh, I ordered a side of bacon. Okay. And I got the bacon, and it was awesome bacon, crispy. And as soon as she put it down, I saw my wife glance over at the bacon. Oh hell no! Now she saw me order the bacon, and I don't have I don't have a you can't order bacon honey policy. I don't have, contrary to what many would believe, I don't have a here's the only amount you can spend on breakfast policy. When you hear me order bacon, order some bacon because I had to share my bacon. Okay. Very upsetting. Um, you got Kathy in the birth saying, I crossed the border illegally and all I got was lousy free things then arrested. The whore. I think we should give them t-shirts that say that, by the way. <laughs> by the way, DHS uh, chief, uh, Kirjan uh, Nielsen. Nailed it. Kirjan Nielsen, Nielsen, yes. whatever. She was dining at a restaurant last night and a bunch of people started chanting shame and all this stuff, yeah. Wow. And then they were really upset because the restaurant she was eating at? Mexican. Mexican! <laughs> Believe it or not, you were actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> of all places, Chris, all a Mexican places. restaurant. How dare you separate them for you burrito? Did, did you hear? She's like, in a Mexican restaurant of all places. She is so triggered. She is or whatever. Um, why is she saying that about a Mexican restaurant? I don't Because maybe the Mexicans are the ones that are being <clears throat> deported. Um, are all of uh, are all illegals uh, Mexican? No. Are all immigrants Mexican? No. Are all of these children Mexican? No. Like a lot of the unaccompanied minors, a great number of them are not from Mexico at all. No. They're from uh, further Guatemala. south. Yeah. Honduras, all kinds mm-hmm. of places, right? Mm-hmm. So um, not from there. No. All right. Um, so why Mexico? Oh, because a lot of uh, illegals work in Mexican restaurants. A lot of Mexicans okay. at it. Okay, okay. If, if that's what she's going for, uh, she's never been in a kitchen of other restaurants. No. Those Italian restaurants? <laughs> Not Italians back there. 
Uh, no, not not now. No. When I go to, I'm not kidding, uh, Plano in okay. Plano, Texas, just north of Dallas here, there is a Korean market. Yes, there is. And yes. there are two main um, ethnic groups that work there. Korean. Uh, Asian, but Korean yeah. specifically. And then uh, Hispanics. <laughs> <laughs> the people who own it and run it, primarily Korean. Okay. Okay. The people who are there lifting heavy things, moving things about, stocking shelves, stuff like this, uh, they're Hispanic. <laughs> I know this because they don't speak English. <laughs> or they Korean. speak Spanish. They don't speak Korean either. <laughs> so there's this bizarre <sighs> communication gap as I'm like, uh, can you tell me where I can find the, uh, the where's kimchi. the kimchi? Kimchi, you say, oh, and they just look at me. No, no hablo. No hablo. Okay, can I find, and then I get to get to the Korean, Okay, and I get to them, and then they direct this guy to take me there. It's this bizarre triangle. (laughs) And in Korean style, if you have like a grocery store like this, they have a lot of uh, um, space that they rent out at the front of the store. Oh my goodness. So you know like at Walmart, uh, they'll rent out like to U.S. Savings Bank or certain like dry cleaner or whatever. McDonald's or Starbucks. This is standard. For Korean stores. And there's a lot of those shops. I know. So they have this whole wing at this one I go so to. So cool. That is all um, uh, restaurants. Little individual restaurants. Mm-hmm. You get all kinds of different food. So a couple months ago, I'm there. I'm going to get some food. Here we go. And I go up there and I start ordering. And I order. I, I don't even really look at the woman closely. I just She just steps up. And I'm looking up at the sign of what I want. And I was like, uh, whatever it was. Uh, kimchi bokumbap chuseo hago mu hago, and I'm just, and she just looks at me and she goes, I like, she couldn't even say Stop it in English. Talking. She's like, I, I don't, don't, and she's like, and I look at her and I go, kimchi bokumbap number five, cinco. and then she's like, oh, five, cinco, <laughs> and I was like, holy crud, and I look in the kitchen and she's like. Cinco something. She yells it out, and they're all like, "Okay, okay, right, exactly." It's like four Hispanic people cooking the Korean food in the back. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, so I've got to learn to uh, speak Spanish to order Korean food in America." This is America in a Mexican <laughs> restaurant of all places. Very, very triggered. <laughs> they're so upset by this stuff. All right, get some uh, tweets in. Hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Tops to show at Real Chris Cruz. Please follow us on Twitter. The Steve 42 saying, these are not the immigrant girls you're looking for. Move these along. are not the immigrant girls you're Move looking along. for. These are not the immigrant girls you're looking for. Uh, Big Daddy saying, I'm thinking of starting a nonprofit organization called Hashtag Abortion Doctors Without Borders. <laughs> abortion Doctors Without Borders. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, get them in. Hashtag what I learned today. Real quick, got to tell you about TACPAC before we move on. TACPAC is a great subscription service that you can take part in for only $49.95 a month. Now, if you sign up for it, you can quit any month you want. 
You don't have to sign up for multiple months. You can literally do it one month and cancel. But it is a tactical pack of stuff, a stuff of tactical stuff of, of products that you get every month. Little surprise, random uh, products that have to do with you shooting or it's other tactical type stuff. It's not specifically guns, but it could be gloves or other things you take to the range. Awesome stuff. Only $49.95 a month, but the value is always over $100. <coughs> How cool is that? Very cool. This month, the month coming up in July that you are still eligible to get in on, is valued at $130. Yeah, $130. And it is the best range kit they have ever had. Because it has a never seen SOG tactical tactical knife. knife. That by itself, don't you want to get it? I I, first of all, I want to get it just because. uh, Second of all, I want to get it just because I want to see this never before seen tactical knife. It's brand new. It's brand new, and they put it in there. TACPAC.com. T-A-C-P-A-C-K.com. Makes a great gift. Again, only $49.95 a month. Maybe get it as a gift for somebody and tell them, listen, I signed you up for the first month. You can bail anytime you want. They also have some other cool stuff at TACPAC.com. They've got grab bags that are Mm -hmm. a different price point. All kinds of cool stuff. If they have old boxes that they didn't completely sell out of, you can get it at the same price. Just go to TACPAC.com. TAC is in tactical. PAC is in package. TACPAC.com. Can I have you finish that? T as in what? T is in tack. Tack is in tactical. P is in uh, Paul. Uh, pack is in package. Okay, got it. Thank you. Just, just, I just want to make as much as confused as I can. Yeah, tackpack.com. Joining us now, Beth Lindstrom. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing real well. Thanks so much for joining us. I wanted to have Beth on to tell you about some of the uh, candidates that are running for office around the country. We've spotlighted some and decided to spotlight her because she is challenging Elizabeth Warren for the Senate seat in Massachusetts. That's correct. You have her to go. You have a really interesting uh, resume. So, uh, first of all, the personal stuff. You're a you're a mom of three boys, um, mm-hmm. and okay. you've never held office before. No, this is my first time as a candidate, but uh, it's the right time for me to step in. Yeah, see, here's the thing. I think a lot of people would go, maybe even traditionally in the past, well, you've never held office before and you're running for Senate. When I hear that, that moves you to the front of the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I have been around politics for about 30 years, being the first woman executive director of the state party in Massachusetts, and uh, ran Scott Brown's race, uh, who won in Massachusetts, uh, so I, I call that the race that, that won and uh, was uh, on Governor Romney's cabinet uh, as Secretary of Consumer Affairs and Business Regulation and um, helped to elect our current governor, Charlie Baker, who is very popular in the country. So I've, I have this, I've also been involved in four shot of companies and I'm a small business owner. And I think that's the most important here, thing here when I go out there and I talk to voters because, um, you know, Elizabeth Warren doesn't know what it's like to operate a business. Never mind, sign the front of a paycheck. And so this is what uh, voters are really interested in. All right, I'm moving to Massachusetts. You got my vote. We're there. We're in. <laughs> no, Beth, you, 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 you actually, your, your resume, what you just went down, is exactly what we're looking for, or at least I am. You get what it's like to own and operate a business, and yet you do have some knowledge of the workings of government because you did serve in Mitt Romney's cabinet, and you understand these things. That's about perfect for me. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I don't need to keep on going on. And, and here's my pitch. You can go to bestforsenate.com to check uh, more uh, out. But I was the first woman lottery director also, so I've run these big, large organizations. But I've also managed down to, you know, small eight people in my small business. But I've also 
tried to create jobs, and that's through the entrepreneurial um, uh, initiatives. And I think that that, again, is another place where uh, Elizabeth Warren does not have a clue. I mean, she's all about her left-wing progressive agenda um, and doesn't really stand up or represent the people in Massachusetts. And especially if she's off running for president, uh, you know, that that totally is not what, what we need in Massachusetts. We deserve better. Not being from Massachusetts, Elizabeth Warren, I first became familiar with her early in the Obama administration where she was that, uh, was it a czar or she oversaw the consumer something or other? Maybe it was TARP? Was that what it was? Well, well she was creating the Consumer Financial Protection Board. That is the, right. the agency that had, you know, was autonomous and didn't report to anybody and um, and I think that's, you know, she, that's her demonizing Wall Street, trying to go after, yeah. um, you know, big business. Yeah. And I remember at first when I first heard her speak, she was very um, uh, reserved. She was very careful at what she said because she was uh, like trying to, I think it was oversee TARP or some of that spending, which is good. We want to make sure people are overseeing. We have people checks and balances on spending in these different programs. And I remember I was like, okay, she's you know, very well-spoken. She seems passionate about making sure, you know, things are done properly. And then you're right. When it came to that consumer board, the truth came out. And then when she ran for Senate, even more. And Mm -hmm. saying ridiculous things about, about, um, you know, business. And you didn't build that, that whole mantra. Well, if you've run a business, you understand how much of that you did build. Absolutely. And I understand the value of keeping the cost of business low and that people should be able to spend their own money, um, you know, out of their own pockets, what, what they earn. And, and here's, here's the fundamental difference that I have with Elizabeth Warren is the role of government in your life. And she believes that government creates jobs. And I believe that people do. And when you create jobs, you actually create dignity. And when you create jobs, you also create taxpayers. And, and that's how it should work, not the other way around. That's a really good point about dignity. I mean, look at look at the ballot we have right now. The hottest issue right now is the separating families on the border. And we've always had this question of migration, America's role in the world when it comes to such things. I think most of us are in America are pro-immigrant. But mm-hmm. the dignity part is really important. Do we want people coming to America, legal or illegal, where we say, okay, you're going to live off the government, you're going to have to have special hands. Nothing wrong with helping people out. That's a good thing. But at some point, the dignity, Beth, of being able to do it yourself, that matters a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. And I think someone said years ago, the best anti-poverty program is a job. And, that's, and, and so to be able to have um, um, you know, the, the pro-growth policies to make sure, especially in Massachusetts, we've got a lot of industry, healthcare financial services, which Elizabeth Warren doesn't talk to, um, you know, we need to keep our economy strong. And that's what creates more jobs. And we've seen this with the tax cuts, which she had said in Massachusetts, she had said that they were horrible and that people were going to die. And I actually challenged her on that right after, because before she even had any information, she was out there just saying all those words about how bad it was going to be. You know, the funny thing is, too, in Massachusetts, the cost of living is very high by comparison. So what you've got is, and and let's face it, Massachusetts has been uh, primarily uh, run by liberals or progressives. I mean, they've had uh, a significant amount of influence by compared to, comparison to other states. The cost of living is very high there. So what they've essentially done is price people out. Those, those people they supposedly are trying to help on the low end, they've priced them out. Well, and that's her mantra. She says, I'm for the work. I'm going to fight 
for the working person. And I want to say, okay, there's a key word there in your sentence. It's called working. How do you get people to work? You have a good economic policy. You have growth. You have the ability for people to reinvest in their businesses and create those jobs. I am a small business owner. I've got a small business, about eight people. And uh, and we're actually, through these tax cuts, enabling our um, company to move to a better location, you know, adding more. Um, it's actually a salon and day spa. And so we're adding more chairs. We're adding more space. But, you know, this is the risk that business owners take. I mean, it's hard work. And when you continue to, um, you know, push on these policies that mandate more regulation, I mean, that's that hampers growth. That doesn't that's not pro growth. And she's all about that. I, I feel bad um, for you and others that are in states that have been primarily blue if you're a Republican and trying to, trying, to, trying to cut through. There's just so much marketing in the media against everything you try to do, even though we know personal freedoms and free markets are the, ways, the way to go. How do you navigate that landscape? And if elected, how do you get something done? Sure. Well, actually, we have, and for my 30 years being in the Republican Party, um, elected constitutional officers throughout. Bill Weld, uh, elected governor, as I said, you know, Mitt Romney governor, Scott Brown, U.S. Senator, and now Charlie Baker, governor. So, and I've helped each one of those at a senior level to become elected. And so people in Massachusetts, we have 11% Republican, 35% Democrat, and the over 60% unenrolled or independents. So that's where... Mm. Is, that's the path to winning. And a lot of those, you know, I always say if you're not from, you know, the 20-yard line to the goal, we have a lot in common. So we can get work done. I did that up at the State House with Governor Romney to introduce competition in the auto insurance area. I mean, but you had to work with Democrats. And that's the key here, too, is creating those relationships. Elizabeth Warren cannot create those relationships. I've done that throughout my career to be able to find the common good and get things done. And she can't do that, especially if she's running for president. That's her agenda. And so that is why I bring a different choice to people from Massachusetts. Well, God bless you. I, I wish you all the luck in the world. Um, I think you have all the makings of uh, what most of us would like to see in a senator. And that would be awesome to replace Elizabeth Warren. Um, because she is such a problem, Beth, such a problem for America. Well, I'll pitch my BethForSenate.com again, and thank you so much for the opportunity to introduce myself. I appreciate it. Let's get it again. Beth for it's F-O-R? That's correct. BethForSenate.com. We'll tweet out a link to it. We'll post it so people can go there. I'm guessing that um, it would be nice if uh, people supported you financially as well. That's always a challenge, right? Uh, it is. I mean, and that's what we need because she does have a war chest, but sometimes, and we know it's not all about money. It's about her and style. So I would okay. appreciate the support very much. All right. We'll tweet out a link. Hopefully people will uh, support you. If uh, if you need to get the word out about something, you want help, please let us know. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thanks, it. Beth. Take care appreciate now. It. Bye. When I read up on her, she sounds awesome. Yeah, she really does. Um, she may not, and I haven't gotten into every piece. I don't know everything about her. I've, I, I have the thumbnail sketch. That part sounds awesome. Maybe there's some things we differ on, but uh, that, that first glance, she's a mom, she's an entrepreneur, she's a business owner. She has a little bit of government experience mm-hmm. having worked with Mitt Romney on campaigns with Scott Brown. Um, she has challenged Elizabeth on sanctuary cities, Good. on the role of government, on keeping taxes low, on, uh, creating jobs, because it's private sector. And when it comes to Donald Trump, <coughs> she basically, and this is a political answer, mm-hmm. but I think she got it right. She said she agrees with him on some things, other things she doesn't. When she agrees, 
she'll say it. When she disagrees, she'll call him out. And that's what we want out of people. That's what we want. We You don't awesome. have to agree with the president, even if he's in your party. I don't want somebody that's going to agree with the president and just give him whatever he wants. I want the president to be challenged. Now, I'm sure this is a little bit political, what I'm about to say. One okay. of the things she's done. But not necessarily bad. Okay. Either way. I mean, I like snark. Okay. I like satire. Okay. I like to you know give people a business on stuff. Not everybody does. Not everybody's that way. And that's fine. She has not challenged Elizabeth Warren on the being 132nd Native American. Not like Dr. Shiva. No. Dr. Shiva is leading with that. Right, which I like. I mean, I, I like that. But I understand if she says this is the pathway to winning, not to se- yeah. segregate people. Maybe she's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and maybe she personally just figures that's not who I am. Yeah, that's I fine as well. Take. It is. Right. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's just politically smart, but I'll give you that. I, like I said, like Dr. Shiva's, whatever. I think he's, these are both great candidates, yeah. whatever. But knowing she hasn't challenged her on that. And then did you hear what she just said? She won't even question. bring up, she won't even bring up the Native American thing. Okay. But did you hear what she just said? No. She has a pretty big war chest. Oh yeah. The war chest. Yes. Yes. Mm. You see. Yeah. A pirate. Is that what you're saying? I guess it could be pirate too, couldn't it? Yeah. What were you going for? It could be Native American. It's war. No. It's a war it's, chest. No, it's pirate. Is that pirate? It's pirate. Is it only pirate? It's only pirate. Are you sure? I'm sure. She may be 132nd pirate too. Okay. We'll give her that. Maybe that's a, she this, is Massachusetts this, on the coast. Sorry to burst your bubble, but the chest and is this pirate. I don't think that's Native American. No. Let's look that up. I want to okay, see the history we'll look of that. It up. Yeah. Quick break. Back with more in this The Morning Blaze. <laughs> This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. In case you haven't heard, we are the number seven ranked show among Filipino tilt-a-roll operators. So, there you have it. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Get the tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, apparently, Genesis 950 is becoming really popular in restaurants. We've been talking about it yeah, for a while. Yeah, you told me about it. Yeah, and a bunch of uh, uh, people in the audience that work at restaurants have tried this out and love it because it works on so many surfaces. I've worked in restaurants, and you think it's bad at home with all the different cleaning supplies? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Restaurants are even worse because they have even more surfaces. Like, you may have stainless steel at your house, and you may just say, okay, I got appliances, so I may just Mm -hmm. wash them, whatever. When you're in restaurants and you have those big stainless steel you know, walk-ins or the big refrigerators, you've got that whole surface. And then often, metal countertops. Mm. So you have to have metal polisher as well. Mm. Right, if you want to get those off, Genesis 950 works on all of this stuff. Yeah, it's funny you say that because Cheryl is saying, um, This is my second order of Genesis 950. My first order was to help with carpet stains left by a new puppy, but now it's a go to cleaner. I recently inherited a box of fine English china, which has been stored for 70 years, and it has nicotine fingerprints that won't come off. I sprayed with a mild solution of Genesis, and the stains are gone. And it does not irritate my asthma. Wow. 
Just go to Genesis950.com, Genesis950.com, and order today. Remember, it's concentrated, so it's going to last a long time. Yeah. And the price point ends up being comparable or better mm-hmm. than what you're using when you buy all those other cleaners. Once you dilute it and create you know, the 7 to 1 ratio. Don't forget to use the promo code BLAZE, promo code BLAZE, Genesis950.com. Um, ladies, if you're, if you're dating, you're, you if you're dating this? and uh, you meet a young man and maybe he comes back to your house for dinner, okay. you know, you're going to want to have cleaned first with Genesis 950 if you have a cat. Yes. <clears throat> Just any pet. But cats mainly, they stink. Well, no. The reason I say cats, though, because cats and dogs both, there's going to be a funk. But if a guy comes over to your house and there's a dog funk, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, she has a dog. Guys like dogs. That's yes. cool. Guys don't like cats. No. Most guys are not going to like your cat. No. So don't tell them you have a cat. Hide it with Genesis 950. Yeah, right. That's what you need to do. First, do not, don't tell a guy you have a cat. Unless you see cat no. pictures on his, do not tell him you have a cat. That's something it. you tell him like six dates in. Six. Or when he's more. on the hook. Or when he's on the when hook. When he's on the hook, then you can tell him then about you the cat. Him. Yes. Up until then, don't tell him, but he's going to smell that cat. Clean yes. with Genesis950.com. Yes. Tweets yes. now. Hashtag what I learned today. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, from Bob Blah Blah. Love Bob Blah Blah. Elizabeth Warren continues to be America's cultural appropriation czar. Cultural appropriations are. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, Rachel Dole was all, Dole was always in the running. Okay. But. Uh, she just couldn't keep her end of the bargain up. Uh, space uh, slug saying, going to call shenanigans on that one, Doc Thompson. War chess has European origin. I think it's Native American. No, it's not. I did Absolute some research. And mm-hmm. it goes treasure chest or war chest for pirates. Um, I'm going to have to differ. You told me to call we'll just, it. We'll just agree to disagree. What's your cite your source? What's your source? My source is uh, Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia! Do not you please. You always search in Wikipedia. You always search in Wikipedia. Yes, but I look at other sources too because we know that's a user run. Someone's someone's trying to trip you up there. Someone it's put got an that agenda. on purpose to trip me, that's right. so it goes I don't against know if I can you. Trust you. What? No, sorry, I don't think I can trust it. I'm gonna need another source on this. Okay, I'll give uh, you a second source. source. A second source. It's Native American. Okay. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay. All right. We're back on track. We're back. If you haven't signed up for your Patriot Mobile account today, please make a note to uh, to do so immediately. Get rid of that big mobile company. Stop big being mobile. lazy. That's Come what it is. On. You know, I'm done. I'm done being nice. Stop being lazy. I Listen, I get it, though. I mean, we tell you about some of these clients, and you know they're good. They're, we only tell you about the ones we actually like and use. That's it. We've had many clients come to yeah. us, and we're like, nope, sorry. Yep. <clears throat> not doing them. One of the best stories, I will not do a commercial, and it's I've been approached multiple times to do commercials for General Motors or Chrysler, and I will not do it. 
I have lost thousands and thousands of dollars in endorsement fees. Those are big, long-term, and a free car to drive around because I hate them so much because they took that TARP money and they shouldn't have. It's against my principles. So we only tell you about the ones we like and use. And um, I get it, though. You just forget it. You're driving around. You don't remember to do it. Please remember to do this today. Sign up for your Patriot Mobile account at patriotmobile.com slash doc. Patriotmobile.com slash doc. You know their history. They're in this for you. They donate a little bit of money to causes and things that you like and support or candidates that you would likely like or support. And they're not supporting the things you wouldn't. Plus, they got a great deal this month. They've got uh, plans, unlimited plans that start at just 20 bucks a month. And this month, you can get an iPhone 6S. For just $6 a month. Good. Or good, good. a uh, J7 for huh? just $6 a month. Whatever, whatever that, that is. is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Sign up today. Celebrity Chef Patrick talks business and food trends with Doc Thompson and the Always Hungry Morning Blaze crew. So I mentioned it, I think it was late last week or early this week because people had tweeted out. They're going, what's going on with Chef Patrick and the Spoonie thing? And I explained that we had set uh, an arbitrary early date in June just because we needed something to talk about the NRA, mm-hmm. thinking it was going to be up or whatever. But now uh, the official launch date will be the week, a- excuse me, the week after the 4th of July. Yeah, it'll be July 9th. July 9th. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <clears throat> and this will be a eventually 24-hour platform starting with talk radio that is food and fun and restaurants and yeah, spirits. Yeah, there'll still and- be some business and entrepreneurial stuff in there, but it mostly re- revolve 90% around food, food service, culture, travel. Okay, and mm-hmm. I like the idea, too. If you watch the Food Network, the Food Network is all cooking, the food, cooking the, challenges. The, the, the food what? I'm sorry. That thing on TV, I think they're still around. They may, uh, they may not be around anymore. Yeah. But it was all cooking, right? Mm-hmm. This will be a little bit of cooking, but kind of like we talk about stuff here. Which Cook on good. the radio? How do you do that? Um, Like we do here. Hey, that done. sizzling sound, <laughs> that is a nice little tortilla. And the <laughs> other sound, that is some nice steak. Well, think about this. You know how they do the magic of television where they're like, and here it is, you put it in the oven, bing, and they take it right out and it's done. Yes. Uh, it's even better on radio. Is it? Yeah, because you just oh, sh- 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 hear that steak. Oh, searing. it's good. That's how that's you get a, in That's there. a nice sear. You leave that about you know, 90 seconds. Yeah, so we'll do it, it but uh, Monday after that. And it's Spoonie.com. Spoonie.com. It'll be a lot of fun. And I'll be contributing to it as well from time to time. So that'll be fun. All right, Chef Patrick, um, send me some information on Gen Z and their spending habits. Because one of the things we cover with Patrick, he's a a business consultant that focuses or specializes in food service. Cause that's his history, but he also specializes in, or excuse me, consults other businesses as well. And we talk a lot about um, the entrepreneurial side of this stuff and millennials and Gen Z, because this is the future. This is, you know, how we are all going to make money. It doesn't matter what business, mm-hmm. even if you don't own it. And there's some interesting spending habits of Gen uh, Z. Gen Z is the generation after the millennials. Tell me about their spending habits. Well, I, one of the interesting things that, well, there's a little crossover between Gen Y and, and Gen Z, uh, the millennials, or Gen Z and the millennials. Um, one is that... Millennials were also called Gen Y. Yeah, yeah. Because it was X exactly. and Y, then Z, right? And so... Um, so the, the Gen Zers, they're between 7 and 21 years of age right mm-hmm. now, right? Um, they're not really in the workforce yet, but one of the most interesting things is that they prefer to own instead of rent. Right. If you ask them what's most important, owning a home, renting a home, definitely renting a home. 
if it's owning or renting or owning a home, if it's renting or owning a car or taking public transportation or Uber, they want to own a car. 33% would so, give up their cell phone to own a car. 33% of Gen Zers stated that they would give up their flip. cell phone. That's huge. Now, the, the home thing. Mm-hmm. The millennials don't want to own. They would so, much rather rent and not have right. to maintain. So the Gen Zers are kind of with them on the home mm-hmm. thing. And that's that might be they're a little young, too. But not buying as many homes, which mm-hmm. affects everything. But they're back to wanting to own cars. Yes. Which millennials were out. They didn't mm-hmm. want to own if they had viable public transportation. Now, some of this was they didn't want the responsibility mm-hmm. because they wanted to spend that time doing other things. I get that. And they didn't have the money, so they prioritized. This is one of the things I always pride or praise the millennials for. They actually prioritize saying mm-hmm. we have less money as a generation than the previous generations. And we would rather have the phone, mm-hmm. so I won't get a car. Yep. And we would rather spend our money on the experience than the item, right? Okay. So one of the big crossovers where they are uh, very similar is that they spend their their number one consumable or non you know non essential product that they spend money on is food. Oh, Gen Z, Gen Z as well and as millennials, the millennials were kind of like that, right? They're pretty pretty much even. Uh, as a matter of fact, several of the 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 Gen Zers interviewed had a budget of $100 to $125 a week for food, for dining out. For and, dining out. And they, w- they would actually occasionally bump that to 125, $125 to 150 to accommodate what they wanted to do that week. That's a lot of money for eating out. That's a lot. It is a lot of money. Gen X and... Uh, it's a lot of money by my standards. Right, it is. I mean, a lot of us, if you're middle-aged, whatever, this is what mm-hmm. you do for entertainment. The husband and wife, they go out to dinner, you do whatever, and you go out Friday night or whatever, and you drop, you know, 60 bucks on a good meal and a couple of drinks. Then you may mm-hmm. go whatever. So that would fall in line with that, but not when you're that age. And we're talking no. dining. We're not even talking them partying. Yeah, and, and most of these these uh, most of these youths are not even in the workforce yet. So it's interesting to see what happens when they really have uh, dollars to spend and how that changes or if it changes. Right now, they're primarily spending mom and dad's money. So I'm curious to see how that changes in the so future. So some of this is they don't know how to cook, but a lot of mm-hmm. them um, didn't want to learn how to cook nope. because it wasn't a passion of theirs. They would rather get the experience of someone making. It's the farm mm-hmm. fresh, locally sourced Table to farm to table, uh, hyper local micro green. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> chef, the chef, you know, grew it in the tailpipe of his '74 Beetle. So I want, I want to have that on my, as a garnish on my plate. Um, but that's know, really interesting. So whatever business you're in, you start applying this uh, information. When the backstory of the food, um, here's a hint. When the backstory of the food is more interesting or better than the flavor and the appearance of the food, you need to just go for quality. Not over the backstory of where it came from and how it was raised. But this helps you with the mindset of millennials does. and Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Again, that word experience. So it's about the overall experience and the story comes with it. I, I want to qualify some of the, the, the generational uh, traits of, of, of Gen Zers. Um, you know, uh, where they're going to spend their money is all speculative. I understand that. But here are some hard facts okay. on, on large scale interviews with them. Um, 40% of them feel that they are closer and that their, their favorite YouTubers understand them better than their real friends. 40%. 40%. Now, while not a majority, that's still pretty high. That's you think pretty that's high, high, Chris? How do yeah. you compare that with your generation? Would you say the, uh, you think your generation being a millennial is a higher percentage or lower percentage? Oh, lower. 
Yeah, I think you're probably yeah. right. It's lower. We don't. We one thing I've noticed, especially when my son, because he's now into the whole YouTube thing, um, th- he connects a lot more with all those YouTube stars. See, that's really funny because mm-hmm. so I'm trying to draw the the line here. You went. Gen Xers that aren't that, they're on Facebook and some things, but they're not, they don't use it as friends per se. They use it to catch up with friends. And if you, oh, you got a new kid or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's still your other friend. It's previous friends you connect with on social media. Mm-hmm. Millennials did some of that, but then started saying we have an online community yes. of friends that maybe yep. you meet that way yes. more so than the previous. Now you've got Gen Zers saying YouTube people, stars, celeb they they are celebrities. Mm-hmm. They are, yeah. And YouTube. these are your friends that it's it's taken it the next step. Yeah. And if you if you watch those YouTube channels, man, they really make you think you are the only person that they care about. The mm-hmm. way that they're building this video, really? No, doc. Because I'm only vaguely familiar oh, with them. I'm gonna give you mm-hmm. a couple of links. Okay. You, I want you to look at the way that these people are connecting to a whole new level. That I'm like, huh? How? What are they saying? What are they doing? Can you give me an? Ex- I know that's all hard yeah, off the top it, of your head. It, well, basically, so for example, like my, my Milo watches is two a girl and a guy just play uh, Minecraft. And all they do is basically, all right, so when that, now, guys, remember, you have to tell me what is it that you want. It's all about them picking what they want to do. It's literally, you are in control of their lives. And the way, and, and also has to do with tone because the guy has a beautiful voice and the girl is fascinating entertainer. Okay, so obviously conversational. We've, we've known this for um, entertainers forever. Yes. They knew that mm-hmm. part of it. Uh, different mediums, but yeah, you're just conversational and engaging. Okay, got yeah. that. But this ties in a little with what we've heard with other broadcast mediums mm-hmm. now and social media and news that I'm trying to remember how I think it was Jason Buttrell told me the other day that he would rather see the actual video and people on the street experiencing things than somebody telling you about it or their opinion. Now, that may seem very obvious, but think about how the news has always been reported, right? We're standing here and we may play a clip of what happened, mm-hmm. but let me tell you what it was then. Mm-hmm. And now today's generation, we will also now pontificate. I'll bring in the panel, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Throw all that out. He said, and I agreed with him, especially with breaking news. Shut up. Show me the play. pictures from the terror attack. Play. Show play. play. Show mm-hmm. more cameras, more angles. That's what they're playing yeah. on. Too. And one thing too, all, all these YouTubers are mainly are um, trying new things. For example, I go to the Minecraft game. This guy and a girl, all they do is say, hey, you go out there, build me a world, send it to me, and I'll try it. Wow. So all of a sudden, these people, all they have to do is, oh my God, they, I, want, I want my product to be with him. They want to be engaged yes. is what they want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really interesting to see all these, I, I, I'm so amazed now that Milo's here for summer, all the YouTube channel that he watches. And again, I'm seeing this, I'm like, huh, I never seen these guys, but you know what? I might go back to see them because I'm really connected with these guys. You know, and so this is really powerful when it comes to influencing uh, the way that marketing is done. Uh, Gen Z is 1.3 times more likely to buy something from an influencer or that's recommended by an influencer, a product or a service, than is something that's uh, that's uh, recommended by a traditional um, like pitch TV or, or movie TV. or movie celebrity. Yeah. 
Oh, than a movie celebrity. Than a movie celebrity or TV star. Mm -hmm. So not even from traditional commercials where it's just a guy telling you about Mm -hmm. something. An actual celebrity. The the influencers on these other media platforms, they're more likely to buy those products than those in the the limelight. So so I was trying to think as you were talking about the um, influencers and Milo watching and these, you know, engaging and thinking generations past, I mean, even prior to my generation, Bozo the Clown for kids or other of these kids. And every local town, every decent sized local town had their their own local guy who created a character and had a kid show. Romper Room eventually went national. Mm-hmm. In Cleveland, it was Barnaby, mm. a local guy. Ladmo and Wallace in Phoenix. And yeah, he, they were shown all over the, the yeah. Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they had these characters like that. And they talked to Mr. Rogers, talked mm-hmm. to these whatever. And you engaged with kids that way. Now it's just like this. Pretty interesting. Now it's about marketing dollars, though. It's not so much about entertainment, I don't think. Always. Yeah, the line's blurred kind of mm-hmm. with that. All right, any other about uh, Gen Z? Or are we going to wrap that up? Do you have any other stats? Yeah, no, I, I, I just thought it was interesting that they, they want to own. Oh, so 30, yeah, 33% would give up their cell phone. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm t- the whole owning the house thing, as the average, the, the median income for Gen Zers is $24,000. The fact that they're dreaming of owning a home already, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's outstanding. I think yeah. it's a great thing for the, for the coming few, you know, the next 10 years. Yeah. 10 so years if you're somebody that has a business uh, involved in homes or that touches them, which is pretty much everything. Contractors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you plant your seeds now mm-hmm. because if they're interested in owning a home someday, that someday will be five, 10 years from now. Yep, you're and you bet can it. really hit it. Yeah. And by that time, you should be up running and, and ready to hit the boom. One the other thing I saw about uh, millennials, they are the worst tippers in the U.S. Oh, for a new that survey. Well. Does Thank that shock you? you? <laughs> Thank uh, you for and, covering that. Thank you for covering that. I do not tip. I do not get it. Why? You have a job. Why am I giving you more money? Now... I agree with your logic mm-hmm. that I just wish we just paid people. I think tipping is silly on one, but I've had other people saying they like to be able to control that part of no, it. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't get it. I, I've transitioned for the last three months. I'm really? not tipping. And I get the look. And I'm like, you're working, right? You own it, right? You just, you no, just own it? I, pizza guy came up over, right? He goes, fill this out. Filled it out. You know, zero out. Sign my name. Give it back. Mm-hmm. He's like, you forgot to fill it out. No, I did not. <laughs> no, I, 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 I didn't forget to add the tip. I just didn't add the tip. I just tip. did not add the tip. I, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm dying on this one. I am not tipping anymore. I'm done tipping. <laughs> so, you know, they've tried the whole no tipping system in some really nice restaurants. How did it work? Not very well. They all stopped doing it. Interesting. Because the servers make less money. That's And why, they don't yeah. want to work there anymore. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but I, uh, I don't know. You tip. I do just because I have to. It's just what you do. I, I don't. Oh, see, that that's another thing, too, that kind of pisses me off. I have to tip you? I know, I know. I'm frustrated by all the other tippings. Restaurant, it's pretty standard, the others. Uh, real quick with tipping, older people tend to be more generous tippers. 55% of seniors, 65 and uh, up, say they tip 20% or more. Women are more generous tippers mm-hmm. than men. White restaurant cupper, cu- uh, customers are uh, better tippers than black and Hispanic. Oh, 100%. So you're, you got, you got 100%. it across the board. You're young, you're not white, and you're a man. Yes. Okay, you are out. <laughs> Customers in the Northeast and Midwest uh, tend to tip more. You're not located nope. there. Married people tip, tip more than singles. I okay, believe that. I believe yet. that. I'm not Chris, you are out. You're I done. <laughs> no, I, I'm tell, I, am comp- I am the best servant for that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I honestly, I don't, 
I'll tell you this. Not even my barber gets a tip. I just gave you $60 for a haircut. No. Don't spend it in one place. Thank you. All right, let me get a quick break <laughs> back with more, including the lightning round with Chef Patrick Mosier. If you want to contact him on Twitter, it's uh, at FoodBizPro. Please follow him at FoodBizPro, or you can go to FoodBizPro.com. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Cultural appropriation? Yes, please. This is the Morning Blaze. All right, uh, celebrity chef Patrick Mosier with us. It's at foodbizpro dot, uh, on Twitter or foodbizpro.com. Uh, now our lightning round, some other interesting things going on when in the food, food service, or restaurant uh, headlines. Sliced ketchup. Patrick Mosier, go. Sliced ketchup. Oh, man. Ketchup fruit leather? Is that what we're talking about here? I Basically. think is that what this is? Yes, there's a there's a It's like chef. ketchup roll-ups. Yeah, this this is not new. All right. This is not new. A chef um a, a Japanese chef uh, in LA actually, Ernesto Uchimura, he came up with this for his burgers um so that the bun didn't get soggy. That's how he, this was like 6 7 years ago. Okay. okay. This is not, so this is, have you had it? I have not, but I'm going to have to order these. I yeah, I want to try this. Yeah, they're on like Kickstarter or some sort okay. of like crowdfunding right now. So it's called Slice of Sauce. That's the name of the company. Okay. And they think that if you're on the go, you you know you don't want your bread to get soggy, but you have to have the ketchup, but you're going to put it in your lunch pail, you're yeah. going to take it to work or you're going on a picnic and it's going to be very convenient. Uh, you know, it's transportable. It's not it, it's not liquid. But you need the flavor of the sauce on your sandwich, so now you can take it with you. I'm trying to think if this makes sense. Um, for people like me that like ketchup on certain things or a burger, um, texture is part of this. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I like the texture of ketchup. I like the flavor primarily. Some things you really like the texture, too. But I don't know that I would like the texture of this. How you do you dip your french fries in this? You or, just take a little bite. Yeah, I suppose. But, you know, here's the thing. So is that a... The, I wouldn't be missing the texture of the ketchup, mm-hmm. but I would be adding a weird texture to this. I agree. Not only that, you know, the, their whole premise is that it's portable, it's single serving size, and, it, you know, it's, it doesn't need refrigeration. Now, um, don't we already have these little things like ketchup packets? <laughs> that's a, that's a, <laughs> Just saying. You got me. You got me, <laughs> Chef Patrick. You got me. I was thinking this might be something if, if I had a thousand dollars to invest, yeah. maybe I would. But you got me with the chef. Good call. I, I think for like for a ten dollars or fifteen dollars, you get eight slices. They'll send it to you as a sample if you invest. Right now, with during their Kickstart campaign, right. they've raised fifteen thousand. And I think if you send in twenty five dollars, they send you uh, twenty slices or something like that. But I'm I'm going to do it just for the hell of it because I want to try it. No, I'm going to poo poo it. No, no ketchup slices. This will fail miserably. Uh, Doc Thompson's mustard slices. That's <laughs> no. where you want to put your money. Man, it. Doc Thompson's mayonnaise slices, here, ranch here. dressing slices. Go, go buy a bottle, sauce. and here's how you make it. All right, you, do you have the spread recipe? it out. I do. I'll, I'll actually, what? I'll send it out. Send I'll it send out because I get some other lightning yep. rounds. UN Health Agency aims to wipe out trans fats worldwide. What are they doing? Why the hell is Crisco so hated? 
It is came on the, trans fat? It came on the market in 1911, yes. So trans fat, it's, it's when they hydrogenate a liquid to turn it into a solid. Oh. So they basically bombard it with hydrogen atoms. It gets solidified so that at room temperature it'll stay liquid. That's all that a trans fat is. Um, those, that hydrogen atom is, is added to it, and it's a very loose bond. It's a single bond instead of a double bond, so it breaks off, and that's what gets, it clogs your arteries. It really is an issue for health, uh, you know, for health reasons. Is it that bad for you? It actually is. Okay. It's one of the worst things in the world. And I'm not saying that we need to dictate that you can't eat no, it. No, government not. Yeah. But I, at least the... But the, as individuals in make wise choices. In right? principle, they're trying to do a good thing. Okay. But the World Health Organization wants in five years to ban trans fats worldwide. Um, uh, Denmark accomplished it 15 years ago. As a matter of fact, this Monday, June 18th, 2018, was the deadline in the U.S. to not use trans fats in any prepared foods anymore. Wow. Which I'm, right. I'm curious if they'll enforce that or not. Quick headline I saw. You never noticed this weird fact about Jif peanut butter jars. What is the <laughs> weird fact? This is really interesting. Yeah, so uh, apparently... If you turn the GIF jar upside down... Look at this, Chris. The J and the F... Just, still spell out it GIF. It still spells GIF. What? Yeah. I think that they've been... Somebody's been in my apartment in, in Fort Collins and has gotten into the edibles. That's all I can say. <laughs> this is like the arrow in FedEx. FedEx. That's yes. what this is. Yeah. This right. has been around since 2011. Jason figured it Other out. Other headline... I saw this from the Fredericksburg newspaper, fredericksburg.com, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Salted caramel bacon bread pudding. Mm. It was a store. Salted caramel bacon bread pudding. Mm. Every one of those stinking <laughs> words are, I'm in. Salted, done, caramel, yes, bacon, uh-huh, bread, yep, pudding, Easy Any combination eat. of them, I'm mm-hmm. in. And the way that they asse- that this dish is assembled, I'll tweet a recipe out right after the show. Okay. Um, the way that this is this is assembled is you make the cus- you make the salted caramel sauce, and you let it rest for about an hour to cool down. Okay. Um, you ch- you cook the bacon and dice it up, and then you dice your bread, you know, and then you, you make this egg custard, and you toss the bread in there. You sprinkle in the um, the bacon. And then as you make the layers, you actually put the sauce between the layers with, oh a, with a sprinkling of sea salt. Oh. Okay, you're going to tweet the recipe, right? We're going to make this one next time. I was going to say, yeah, this is, you better get on it, because uh, I just thought that was funny. Of all of those words, every combination, caramel bacon, bread bacon, uh, bacon pudding, this is a good. Pudding, this is a good application for bread. bacon, I'm just saying. All, all five of these work in any combination you could put these. Amazing. Good morning, Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the morning, Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. managed to trigger people you've managed to drive them up the wall because yes. you said you don't tip no it's stupid a tip now are they upset or oh, they are so upset <laughs> really you do not it's like i am i did not give an f and i like, like your pro abortion all of a yes. sudden yes yes for example you have 
Space Force Lock saying, I work in a service industry. Those tips are massive difference in my life. I make sure I pay forward whenever a very good service. Um, yeah, very good service. Now, I get it. Now, I get people go above and beyond. But I'm going to disagree with TJ Toppin on this one because he goes, Gen X here. So he's giving a tip. He goes, 10% is horrible service. 15% is low. 20% is normal. I'm sorry. But if I'm getting terrible, horrible service, you're not going to get anything out of me. Now, here's the thing. Um, I disagree with Chris on tipping, not because I want to. Mm -hmm. I don't. In fact, I think from a logic standpoint, it's a ridiculous system. Yes. Okay. Nowhere else do we go like, do we go, okay, I'm going in to buy that pair of chinos today. Okay. And though that new pair of shoes. Okay. And when I roll into the gap and I give them my money and I go, oh, okay, here's some of the money to pay the worker bee because they did well. And yeah. I know they make less. No, those stores pay them a wage. Yes. And it's a minimum wage. Restaurants yes. pay them less than that. So that yes. servers mm -hmm. are always saying, truly, we make less but we make it up on tips. Yes. Mm -hmm. I got to believe this started because restaurants wanted to pay people cheap less. Labor. and uh, Not even cheap labor. They wanted to... Um, they wanted to separate. So the onus was on you to pay the worker and they could keep a higher price point or something. Uh, I mean, this probably goes back 200 years. Yeah. I mean, you know what? That's a really interesting topic that I need to do some research on. I'm not sure how tipping started, but I would actually say frustrated restaurant owners who made more than average wages, mm -hmm. uh, who paid their servers better than average wages, were tired of paying them better than average wages right. for really crappy attitudes. So now they were going to let their service dictate how much they were being paid. Could be. So what I say, we either have to go to this in everything we do. Okay. Mm -hmm. when, when I go into 7-Eleven and I say, give me a pack of Marlboro mm -hmm. and, uh, and a soda pop, and the guy puts it on the counter and he goes, he did that very quickly and he knew where the Marlboros were. Here's $2. Um, here's an extra buck or whatever. And when I go in and buy the pair of chinos at the Gap, Okay. And the same thing, and boom, here's a buck. That guy helped me find him. Boom. Everything you do has to be that way or nothing. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But even though, uh, like I said, it's just standard. I know that's what you do in restaurant. It's just etiquette. If the etiquette is we're doing it and it is to ensure, pro to ensure proper service or prompt service or whatever these, we know tipping is for good service. If that's the case, I'm sorry, it is not 10% for horrible service. No. No, horrible service it's gets zero. you. I'm sorry. Horrible service gets me a free meal, and you have to fight to get my money back. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I'm going to give you that, Chris. You're right. If, if I if if it's horrible service, I'm sorry. You're not tipping me. I expect this meal to be free, and then you have to say, "Hey, Chris, we want you back somehow. How can we make this okay, up?" Okay, let me, let me ask you this: Why is the restaurant industry the only industry where, if the service or the or the the product you buy that is not up to your internal expectations, right? You expect to get it free. In no other industry does that ever happen. Hang on. I'm going to disagree Never. with you on that. Where, where, where would you, if you went to, you go to Walmart and something does not live, you get your money back, yes, but they don't also give you the product to keep for free. Here's the thing. Um, I expect that. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm not, I probably expect it nine times out of ten as well. I will. No, but there are some. I don't, I don't expect it as much at, say, uh -huh. a Walmart, mm -hmm. but I do. If I go to the, if I'm at the airport, I'm at the airline, and they screw this crap up, Free flight. Well, perfect example. I just I I don't get it very often, 
But that's my general internal mm-hmm. rule. If you're a business, yes, and it is true, I'm not talking a minor problem. Minor problem. I get it. A minor free thing. So let's say I go to a restaurant and there's a minor wrong with the appetizer. So you take it off the menu. Okay, that's fine. What was a minor if it's, though? Like, what it's, whatever. It's cold? done wrong. Okay, but did cold. you eat it? Did you consume the product? Or did you leave it on the plate and say, I don't want this? This is not what I expected. Well, it was good enough to consume, but not perfect. (laughs) So I just get it free. Now, Now, if it's actually like something wrong, like the server came over and slapped my kid or something like this, um, I'm eating here free for a while. Okay, let let me give you an example. Did you say hello to Colleen at Fred's Hickory Inn, by the way, the other night for me? I did. It was Colleen. She is the sweetest server. Very nice lady. Yes. Okay, so... Uh, I was working at Fred's. We had just opened up. This is in Bentonville, Arkansas. uh, It's an iconic restaurant up there. It's been around since 1968. And this couple came in in their 50s. They came in. They had two steak dinners. Um, He ate his. She sent hers back. We recooked the steak, sent it back out to the table. She ate half. He finished the other half. And then they demanded not to pay for the steak. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I want... There was not even... There was no trim. There was no fat. There was no grizzle. There was nothing left on uh-huh. the plate. It was completely clean. Yeah. I'm sorry, but no. If you ate it, I'm going to give you that. You pay for it. Right. No, that's just the way. I no, am. I agree with you there. If it's a true wrong, though, yeah, you take care. But if I if I'm anywhere and the business screws up again, not a minor thing. I overlook. But if it's something significant, um, I start with you're giving me free stuff. I mean, you come out and say, I'm sorry, or, you know, That's your fine. flight, whatever. That's mm-hmm. fine. If, if your company or Absolutely. your employee truly screwed yeah. up, we start with apology and free stuff just to make it even. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want me to have a mm. great experience with your company, I say there was a wrong. They immediately apologized, corrected the wrong, gave me free stuff. To make it even, and then additional free stuff. Yes. Or thing. That's just how I am. No, and I agree. It's like so, the, let's, so let's say American Airlines. Yes. Flying American, and a, I can't even give you an example, but a really big wrong that is truly their fault, okay? Delays me, whatever it or is. Or they don't have a crew for the plane. That's the one that gets me. The plane being late, I understand weather delays, but because you don't have a crew... You have legit right. software that, that handles the logistics of the schedule. And I even understand things happen, but... yeah. In that situation, they wrong me. It starts with apology. Okay. Okay. Depending on how uh, your ticket is, whoop, here's your money back. Um, and if I'm going to be at the airport a while, maybe they'll something, something to get something to eat, whatever. Yeah. Something voucher. Like that. Yeah, voucher. Voucher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the bare minimum to where I'm like, okay, it would have been the same as me traveling. Not a good experience, just but back to even. Now, yes. would you? Now would you, they come to me and go. Mr. Thompson, we're also going to give you a voucher for a free flight elsewhere. Oh, here we now go. Now I go, they've gone above and beyond. Yes. But when you apologize and take the price off, whatever, we're just even. No, we, yeah. I didn't have a good experience. Yep. I'm not going to go on Yelp and go, wow, a great company. No. Mm. They just cleaned up their own damn mess. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, and they don't get it. So many companies. I was at Taco Bell okay. in Bentonville. And I go there. I go through the drive through Order a bunch of food for the family. This is a couple of years ago. Don't look at it because we're going to eat at home. I get home. More than half of the stuff was missing. And the stuff was mainly 
I think my wife's, whatever it was. More than half of your stuff was missing from the number one Mexican chain in America? I know, right. Really? And we had stuff. So we had stuff for my mother-in-law, uh, somebody else is in town, my wife, me, my son, whatever. So a sizable amount, you know. Yeah. Hit the bag. I did, wasn't even paying attention. Just take it home, just go. Got it. Get there. I call him up. <laughs> and the response is, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, come on back. We'll give it to you. <laughs> so wait, I'm going to drive the several miles back there. Mm-hmm. Out of my time because you screwed this up. Mm. And I said, and how are you prepared to compensate me for the the extra trip there and back, back. home, the delay, everything else? Well, we'll give you your food. Let me talk to your manager. Mm. Manager, Here same thing. Mm-hmm. There wasn't even a, a, a suggestion and then was like, sorry, we're not giving you anything. If you want your food, come get it. Nice. But this is Bentonville, right? Right. Okay, well... The employee labor pool up there, I mean, the labor pool is quite small. And, but I mean, and it's, but, I, I talked to the manager mm-hmm, and then talked to the, the, not the assistant manager, the actual manager the next day. Well, you know, a week ago, a, the week prior, that was the drive through attendant. <clears throat> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, that's a market where we use what we call the, the mirror test, right? You hold a mirror up to their face. They, Aspen was the it, same way. It fog? If it fogs up, you're hired. That's basically what happened. But I'm like, uh, okay, and this goes to good customer service then, all right? You have to... It's Empower cult- your employees to make good choices. Listen, if someone's scamming you, whatever, talk to your manager, whatever. But the price point for a couple of burritos versus me having not gone to their Taco Bell in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they still got business. But guess what? My wife loves Taco Bell. And mm-hmm. we haven't eaten there in a long time. So pa- Part of that comes down to culture. Does Taco Bell have a culture is there is there a leadership driven culture within the within the organization i don't think so wow all right i get a story that uh that has to do with restaurants that i want chef patrick to comment on as well and chris uh you as well but first i got to tell you about blazewildrice.com that's the easy website for Minostalgia Wild Rice. Minostalgia is awesome. This company's been around about 30 years or so. Jay had been in uh, the food service industry, but um, like producing products like this, like Minostalgia stuff that was shelf-stable, stuff he put out there, and got the idea that he could bring to market this wild rice, this native grain in North America, the only native grain, because it has so many applications and it's so healthy. It's not a traditional rice. Traditional rices, they are carbohydrates. They, they do um, uh, have nutritional value, mm-hmm. but not a lot of protein and not a lot of extra vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. It's pretty straight, st- pretty, pretty basic. It's, but a, it's a starch. It's a starch, right. But Minostalgia Wild Rice is more of a seed or a grain because it's actually a protein, almost complete protein by itself. It has minerals and vitamins in it or whatever. So he said, I could take this to market and started this company. He's been successful. Back in the day, he used to do catalogs, send to your house. And once the internet launched, he transitioned it to an online company. And then he added all these other edible memories, those nostalgic things from the Northwoods of Minnesota. So you got, I mean, good made syrups. I mean, you're not talking, hey, it's got all of these uh, words that are 10 characters long with three Z's and an X to start the word off <laughs> that you don't understand. When you look at the labels, it has a, like sugar. xanthan gum. Yeah, no, it's blueberries, mm. sugar, water, water, foreign, salt, foreign ingredients, pectin, right? These really basic things that you need uh, and the jellies and the jams, all this, but they they're all wild plum. They're wild plum jelly, by the way, is unbelievable. 
I, it's, their beer jams and stuff are great, but that that wild plum is off the off charts. The charts. I yeah. really like the blueberry stuff they do too. But try it today. It's all uh, very tasty and all very healthy. What more do you want? It's blazewildrice.com. And what do they have? This uh, promo right code in? salad, and you get a free wild rice seasoning when you order their five bags of wild rice. Also, don't forget to use it. You won't see the season appear on the order because it's free. But once you open the box, it'll be there. It'll be in there. You know why that's good? Why? Is it maybe you're buying someone a gift? Oh, yeah, you don't want it on the. You, just, you, you keep the seasoning, the, and then you give them the rest. <laughs> Out of all, I, I, and I get you know Lori and Jay, you know they want to get the free season. But if I'm getting a gift, I'm giving them the. The, the seasoning. I'm keeping the You're rest. You're keeping the rest? I'm keeping the rest. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I love the seasoning. I just want seasoning I thought I, I was being the ultimate shady. Shadier than Chris. Chris found a way to upshade me. All I'm saying is, I love the seasoning, but if I'm going to get something free, I'll be like, oh my gosh, try this. Try it, it, because it's great. It's great. But I kept the stuff seasoning. valued. I kept the other, other stuff. Other money. Yes. Yeah, okay. The grilling stuff. Yes, I kept that. Awesome. It's blazewildrice.com. That's blazewildrice.com. Promo code salad. salad again. It's not going to appear on the receipt, but it will be there. Mm-hmm. A New York man discovered instructions on the restreet, on the receipt for his burger that said something questionable. So if you go into certain places like a Five Guys or a, uh, a uh, Chipotle or something like this and you order, a lot of times on the receipt they give you, it'll say the instructions of how you wanted Mm -hmm. it. It's a pizza, it has pepperoni and sausage, extra cheese, done. Or it'll say five guys, it'll say uh, ketchup, lettuce, tomato, double burger, whatever, and then the amount, whatever. So the receipt was kind of like that. We're used to receipts where it has the person's name or whatever. But on his receipt, and this was not a five guys, it was a local place up there. The receipt also included, in addition to toasted bun and cheddar cheese, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. please spit in it too. That's what I'm yes. for his burger. Please yes. spit in it too. Special, special, sauce. special sauce. Exactly special what sauce. I was thinking. Yeah, this one includes a little bit more sauce. Yeah, not his name on is the side. name is Curtis Mays. He had just finished his meal at the Bohemian Bohemian Hall and Beer Garden in Astoria, Queens. He had just finished up when he looked at the receipt. And saw, please spit in it too. He said, I ate my burger already. I felt like I was going to throw up. I asked the server, why did you do this? And she said she didn't do it. So I was like, who prints the receipt? She said, I take it up there and print it myself. He responded, so you did do it. Why are you lying about it? She responded by just walking away. Mm -hmm. Mm. When he approached the manager... The manager, uh, he's quoted as saying about the manager, he was saying, how can we compensate you? And Mm. I was like, how can you compensate Mm. somebody for spitting on your food? I ate this already. So there is a little problem with the compensation thing, okay? How do you compensate already consumed the loogie of your server or or kitchen help? All right. Uh, The manager also said it was very unlikely that one of the chefs actually spit in the burger. Um... Is Which it? is actually, I, I think it is. I, I can tell you, I have never seen anyone spit in anyone's food in a kitchen. I've been in the kitchen thirty plus years. I have never once seen that happen. I have seen. I have seen things come off the floor and back on a plate a long time ago. I will admit to seeing that in a restaurant. Not advocating it, but I've seen it. When I've I was seen not in that charge. one time. Yep, on the floor. Uh, and it was me. But that's a whole different story. <laughs> but uh, I've never seen anybody, and I didn't work as long as Patrick, a couple years in a couple different restaurants, in the kitchen, 
Uh, and I, I, no one ever tainted, tampered with the food, ever. It mm-hmm. was not a question. No, but I, you know, I've never worked in a place where if you did something like that, that you would not be fired. You would immediately be terminated. There were no questions, probably thrown out, you know, pulled out by your hair or your jacket into the, into the alley. I think most people are pretty respectful. Then mm-hmm. the manager, so I think the manager is right about that. Manager, how can we compensate that you? Part, What's yes. going on? Let's take care of this. Good for the manager. He said, um, probably didn't actually spit in it. I think he's right. Then he also asked... Perhaps she meant split to cut oh, it. Oh, yeah. okay. Please okay. split it into split. Please split it to. Maybe she meant please split, split it into. Yeah. Okay. Doubtful. I, I would think cut. <laughs> she would just put cut it. Yes. Or just split, please. <laughs> right. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm giving the manager credit uh, for the I'm other ones. That one a little bit of a stre- stretch. Uh, the waitress was fired on the spot. As he should was, have been. Without question, with extreme prejudice. And and actually, listen, you do not screw with stuff that people consume. I don't care if it's at a restaurant. I don't care if someone has a beverage on the counter. And they walk away. People taint uh, uh, people's drinks. If yep. they're a teacher and they don't like them. I don't care who you don't like and what you're doing. You want to call people out, whatever. Do not put stuff in the things that they are consuming because you do not it's not just a loogie you don't know what type of allergies people have and they pour stuff in their coffee or whatever do not do this this is one of the biggest violations of of trust from human being to human being do not do this Mm -hmm. so yeah fired on the spot he was given a complete refund he was still pretty upset about it but i'll tweet out a picture of it it said one cheeseburger cheddar well done Toast bread, please split it. Uh, please spit in it too. <laughs> Mayo, onion rings. Okay, uh, if you have a point of sale system and you need some assistance programming what gets printed on the check and what doesn't, please can, call Food Biz Pro. Yeah, can I can I talk to you a little bit about that? Yeah. I got to get a break in. This was on the ticket, and I mm-hmm. want to understand how this keeps happening where people are like. Uh, fat slovenly guy with bratty kids on the ticket or uh, the darkie at table seven or any of this offensive stuff that people keep finding. This happens over and over. I can't believe that managers wouldn't have come to Jesus meetings at every restaurant in America and say, if there is even one period on that receipt that shouldn't be there, you are fired. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just, this has to be the, all right, we'll talk about this in a minute. Get a quick break. Back in a minute with more with uh, Chef Patrick Mosier. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, so Chef Patrick, how does this work on these when people when these waitresses and waiters print these things up, and it's the little ticket that they end up giving to the customer, the receipt. I see the name of the restaurant at the top, the date and time, which is all stamped. I'm sure that's programmed in, but these systems allow for them to write things? Yeah, so the point of sale system, um, there there are levels of permissions that you can allow for management. Uh, for the the servers to be able to message back and forth or or put some sort of information that's uh, important for the order for the kitchen 
to prepare to prepare the food correctly. But that's the order for the kitchen. Yeah, and typically, so typically when the order that goes to the kitchen, none of that except uh, things that are built into the programming, like split plate, extra charge, things like that. That would add need to be cream, for the sale. Correct. To add or detract, uh, you know, to add or subtract uh, an actual dollar amount from the sale. And so the customer can understand it. Yes. So they can see it. So it's a little transparent. It's transparent. Exactly. Those are the only things that should show up on the customer's ticket. Now, and, and I looked at this receipt. This is not actually a receipt. This is a, in, uh, this is a chit. This is the order that, the cu- that, that goes, the kitchen got. That goes to the kitchen. Because the reason I know that is there's, there's a table number and a seat number. The table is 143. The seat is A. Which tells the me this, this, is not a, this is not a pickup dine-in. Uh, this is not a place that's quick, quick service because or Because they would not put fast the casual. seat number especially. No, because they don't know what table you're going to sit at right. if it's fast casual. Right? Yeah, you order right. at the counter and you pick up at the counter. So first and foremost, it's a programming error. All right. Do not give them permission like this. Yeah. It's, well, For it, the it, customer to see. Yeah. I mean, you should basically have 12 or 15 pre-programmed statements to put that, that can go on the check that the server can. can it, they... they hit a button called modify check okay. or modify item. And then they have 15 or 20 things like at sauce on the side, uh, okay. nut allergy, please see server for special request, right? Okay. Uh, manager called. Those things are the only things that should ever go on there. You should not necessarily be able to type a message. That in smelly there. guy. Yeah. yeah you, I mean, being able to type an entire sentence in there is a, is a fail on the part of the management to begin now, with. Now, when it comes to some fast casual where you go in, uh, five, five, like five, where you order, yeah. mm-hmm. and yet the food, you go to the table, and then they bring it out when it's mm-hmm. done. So it's made, it just takes a little longer. So it's not fast food. It's order at a counter like fast food, but then it takes a little longer. With those systems, you do often see the same thing. Mm-hmm. Pickle, mayo, lettuce on the burger, the chit's the same yep. for you as them. So but, if this wasn't that, mm-hmm. how did the customer get this? It had to be delivered. I'm going to say that someone in the restaurant knew that that, that employee did something really terrible, and they made the, the, oh. they, they somehow got it to the table and made the person aware. Or uh, maybe the server was trying to destroy the evidence, but it got stuck inside the check, you know, the, che- the, the checkbook that they yeah. bring to the table. It could have been inside could've that. Been a mistake, now, now, the fail here is the employee... That's that's something that's unconscionable to put to write something like that on the check right. and send it to the to the kitchen. But the culture again, it comes back to the culture. What is the culture of this restaurant? What are you going to do to compensate me? But other than firing the server, apparently, you know, and they tried to cover for the server instead of saying, you know what, this is inexcusable. I'm very sorry. What can we do for you? I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm sure that they didn't spit in your burger. We hope you come back. What can I do to ensure that you that we can keep you as a patron in the future? I understand if you need to take a break and, and you can't, you know, can't patronize us right now. What can we do for you? We really want to have you back as a guest. That's that's how you build trust. In the, because we talked about this. The trust factor is the key. Why do you think blockchain is such a big deal? Because you don't have to trust, trust the bank anymore. Yeah. It's a decentralized ledger that people can can trust because everybody gets updated at the same time point. and there's no single control point where data can where the data can so, be altered. So let me ask you both this. Yeah. What would you guys do in this situation if you're the customer? Now, I am mm-hmm. better. I can turn off the disgust factor on a lot of this stuff and many can't, so I'm a little different. Um, I would often I do not want people fired unless they are mm-hmm. really did something reprehensible. If it's a mistake, whatever, no, of course, just to talk to him, fine. Something like this, you have to go. The person, not because I'm being mean, you just have to, you have to fire the person because of future trust. Mm-hmm. Number two, my meal is, of course, comp. And then future, pay me. I'm suing. 
I'm suing and I'm closing the bitch down. If, I, if I'm a cop like this or somebody that they did it because they hate people, certain people, yeah, then oh, that. I'm making but a ratio. Me, in, in, in the industry I'm in as a consultant, I'd like to sit down and speak to that person before you fire them and tell them what an impact they've had on the future of this restaurant because right now we're talking about on the air. I would uh, free stuff. You got to uh, money, money. I need, I need free stuff. I like money. Money's good. I like money. You like money? The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, Doc Thompson does hold a record for something. The most career firings in a lifetime. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Those numbers <laughs> for back now. Back. Hey, uh, it's called uh, Ridu Zone, and we're talking about food now. Um, yeah, there is one way to lose weight, and that is to see on your receipt uh, <laughs> that somebody spit in your food because you're probably not going to eat for a while, or you could just use Ridu Zone. Do I have to tip them? Ridgey Zone? Yeah. No, no, you don't. Okay. That's the beauty of Ridgey Zone. You yeah. just call up or go online, order, boom, they send you the stuff. You do have to take it once you get it, which oh, I know yeah. has been a problem <laughs> of yours. Chris is like, I got this great car, but I can't go anywhere in it. Uh, yeah, you actually have to drive it. You okay. actually, so, yeah. you bought the car, you have to yes. drive it. You have to, a little work on your part. <laughs> They're doing most of the heavy lifting here. Ridgey Zone works. That's the bottom line. It's brand new tech. Something the world has never seen. It was developed by uh, University of California students as a research project. And they said there's this thing called OEA, which helps lose weight because it makes you feel full so you're not hungry. And then boost your metabolism so you burn more. It works. Riduzones, folks, though, said we can actually bring this to market. We're going to take the tech that you developed and make money. Those <laughs> evil people at Riduzone just wanting to make money. <laughs> and Good make you them. skinny. And make you skinny. It does work. That's the bottom line. Why not try it? If you've struggled and uh, it's difficult for you, you know it has to be a lifestyle change long term. I mean, you, there's lots of ways you can go out and drop a couple pounds. Yeah. But if you want it to be long term, to be healthier and lose weight, it must be a lifestyle change. The problem with lifestyle changes, it's so difficult up front. And you don't even get the inspiration to see that it's working for weeks. First of all, eating and becoming healthy, you don't see the effects of being healthy sometimes for months. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. If you, if you smoke and quit smoking, oh, you're not gonna you see may some, mm. see some minor benefits with your health, but it's going to be a year or two. Or more. You feel, and you feel worse right up front. Oh, yeah. Way worse. The same thing with losing weight sometimes and eating mm -hmm. healthy because your body's adjusting to this. Detoxifying. So when you're losing weight, you don't see the physical effects like, oh, I've dropped a couple pounds for a week or two. Oh, pants are fitting better. Three weeks. So you don't even have that inspiration. It's just bad. So if you're making this transition to a better lifestyle, you're eating healthy, you're working out a little bit, go ahead and use the Ridgey Zone. It's going to take that edge off so you're not craving constantly because you're full, and it's going to boost your metabolism, make it work a little bit faster. And by the way, a little side note, you cannot exercise yourself thin. Don't try. No, you can't. You cannot. I was explaining to somebody the other day. I go, uh, yesterday I was explaining to somebody. I go, I ran five miles. It was not lightning fast, but it was not slow. For the average guy my age went out there, it was about nine minutes a mile. Pretty good. 
Yeah. Not horrible. Mm, it's good. For most people that don't run, if you were to go out and run today and run a mile, it's going to be about 10 minutes a mile. I was running nine minutes a mile, five miles. Great. You know how many calories I burn? 500. About seven, 750. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many calories are in the cookies you had yesterday? 500 per bite. Pretty much. <laughs> Two, Seriously, to a look at that usually. Cliff Bar that you think is healthy. Oh, no, those lying three hundred twenty, three hundred fifty calories a Cliff Bar. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If I eat cookies, fat, not even factoring in the travel cookie. Oh, you gotta have. I'm at over that <laughs> in one sitting for what I want to eat or a couple. of... Mm. Oh, have you ever looked at the calories in pumpkin or or uh, uh, pumpkin pie or apple pie? Why would you do that? Why would you? Oh my gosh. One good size slice of apple pie 600. is yes. 700 trillion calories. It might as well be. It's you but, could go and just do a, a regular meal. Oh, you go and get this. Go to um, Cheesecake Factory and get oh. their salad. Have you gotten the big salads at Cheesecake Factory? 800 calories. No, no. More? It's like 12. Like, yeah, that's the low end. Some mm-hmm. of them are 2,000 calories. 12 to 1,800 calories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See this? And then 400, uh, 400 just in the dressing, five tablespoons. There it is. And then uh, how about one of those pasta dinners at like uh, Applebee's Olive or something? Where they, or Olive Garden. No, the ones with where they go, it's the cheesy Alfredo chicken <laughs> bacon uh, emperor's pasta. <laughs> Delight. You go in there. Some of those have two, three thousand calories. So per bite. Your uh, recommended daily calories, if you're a man, is 2,000 to 2,500. Right, right in there. Woman, uh, women, it's about 200 less. Okay. One of those meals is that. So go ahead. How are you going to burn off those 3,000 calories in addition to <laughs> your regular, the other meals you had today? The other 3,000 calories you've eaten. Right. I would have had to have run a full marathon for that one meal. Mm-hmm. So you're not exercising yourself thin. No, no. Yes, that helps. It's going to burn more. It's going to get your you exercise yourself gun, fit, but not thin. But not thin. You got to have Riduzone, Riduzone.com. So Incredibles 2 is out. Did you see it? I have not. Do you see it? Oh, heck yeah. I was Did you out. take Milo? Oh, yes. So good. So good. Uh, it was the. It is the biggest box office opening yes. for an animated movie ever. So good. Now, here's the thing. Whenever they say that, you have to see, is that based on amount of money? Because if it is, uh, you're not taking in for infl- accounting for yeah. inflation and stuff. So that's a little off. But still a huge opening. Mm-hmm. And was it good? One to oh, ten it for me. Ten. Better than ten. the sec- uh, first? Yes. Really? Okay, yes. Only because Jack-Jack. I love the Jack-Jack. Um, that's the baby. the baby. Don't tell me anymore. Uh, some theaters have posted warnings outside. Okay. <laughs> did you see the warning? Okay. And the warning about the lights, right? <clears throat> well, did you see the warning, first of all? I did not see the warning, they are but warning, I saw the story. Yes, they are warning about the week, uh, the lights. So here it is. Over the weekend, several people saw a message uh, at movie theaters. In fact, I'll tweet out a link to one or a picture of one that was a warning sign at AMC uh, Movies in Dublin Village. That's Dublin, Ohio, outside of Cincinnati. Um, Several people saw it, posted it out there, that some scenes contain flashing lights, could be concerning for people with photosensitive uh, epilepsy or other photosensitivities. Now, the message on the theater in Dublin, Ohio said, Incredibles 2 contains a sequence of flashing lights which may affect customers who are susceptible to photosensitive epilepsy or other photosensitivities. To give you some statistics, 
About 50 million people worldwide have epilepsy. Shut up. There are about 7 billion people in the world. So a good portion, but still very small. Of those 50 million worldwide. Give me some here. 3% 3% of those Shut up. have photosensitivities to flashing lights or moving patterns that would trigger a seizure. Oh, come on. So, Chris, you're talking 300 million people in mm-hmm. America. In America. 50 mm-hmm. million worldwide. Mm-hmm. A million 500,000 worldwide. Uh, that's 3%? That's worldwide 3% worldwide. Of, okay, so 3% of the 50 million. 1,500,000 people. Worldwide have it, and they put the warnings. So you're going, okay. Here's the thing, too. Before I saw the movie, this came out on Wednesday. The movie came out on Friday. Right. Wednesday, this came out because uh, all the reviews, people were reviewing the movies. I'm like, okay, fine, fine. I go back and see Incredibles 1. See the whole movie, went to see Incredibles 2. The same amount of flashing on the 1 is on the 2. And by the way, that right there, that warning, is a spoiler alert. Don't say it. Well, now... It it's wasn't a spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's a spoiler. No, because you go in, you be like, flashing lights. Stop. Why is flashing You're killing lights? me here. Flashing lights. <clears throat> it's a superhero movie. Just listen. Hold it. Stop. Uh, you mean to tell me there's, were there more flashing lights in this than other movies no. at times? Okay. Go back. Avengers Infinity Wars. Same amount. In 1997, flashing lights in a TV series, a Pokemon TV series Ooh, in Japan. Yeah. We're tied to 600 cases of convulsions, vomiting, and irritation, and uh, and um, some sort of irritation uh, of kids in Japan. Mm. Well, you know. So this has happened before. They didn't know whatever. Mm-hmm. This seems like a little overkill. And here's oh, why. A little bit. Here's why. Let's say those numbers are higher, or we should be sensitive to the 1.5 million worldwide. Okay, okay, fine. You put up the warning. Not a problem. Number one. What about warnings of every other movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or a video game. Or video game. Number two, if I have epilepsy where I'm sensitive to this, I would be aware that movies flash a lot and have moving patterns and could do this anyways because it's a movie. Yes. Okay, fine. I don't need you to warn me of this. I already know. And yet you're putting people up, uh, putting this up. Number three, if they put this up there, was this actually a deterrent? No. <clears throat> How many people that have photosensitivities to this, to, to things, that didn't already think it could be a movie and trigger mm-hmm. something, went there and went, wow, maybe I should just go home. <laughs> nope. I'm thinking a good portion of it would still roll the dice. Yes. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe I'm wrong in that. And it goes back to like the whole peanut butter. Do you remember that issue with the peanut butter and the jelly and, uh, and the little girl oh, and was having the peanut butter jelly in Target? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you know that you, this is something that you suffer from, don't, don't you do think it. you already know the research? I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I watched Incredibles 1, and I was a little bit in. T- Come on, man. I would think all movies, video games, then cartoons or more. Yes. Or whatever. Every television show now is going to have to have it. Right. I mean,. You want to warn people, it's nice. It's the lack of consistency that is driven by the the over-emotional attitude of so many people we talk about. I don't know their political persuasions, mm-hmm. but their attitude is still the same. It's not using logic. If you want to do this, stop and go, hmm, wouldn't the people already know? Number two, are we going to put it up for every movie? 
Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, Veronica Lewis is a student at George Mason University of in Fairfax, Virginia. Of course she is. She said that she went to see Incredibles 2, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she suffered up. a migraine after seeing it. You idiot. Did you eat? Did you have anything to eat? And then she tweeted about it. Of course she did. She went to bed, and she was shocked when she got up to see so many responses to people not saying, not saying they had trouble, but saying thank you for telling and getting the word out. Because if it helps just one, one person, person, Chris... It helps. We so heard that a lot. So good for you, Veronica Lewis. Yes, yes. So nobody was getting her back going, no. I went and I flopped around on the fish and some guy <laughs> shoved a wallet in my mouth. Nobody said that. As a migraine sufferer, I can honestly say no movie has ever triggered a migraine for me. Right. Now, she she says that she has some disease called... I got a little bit of... And... Who? Hold on, what? It's called... I got a little bit of... I forgot okay. my babble fish. And... It will. She can be triggered because she has a photosensitivity and it triggers migraines. Mm-hmm. She has this disease. Mm-hmm. She knows. She knows some movies triggered because her suggestion was, she said um, that she is grateful the warning signs have been posted now after she did this. <laughs> and she said she uh, people can now make informed decisions to watch the movie in theaters or wait to watch it at home. No! No! Because it's no. what? What you, what you, no. what it's the same movie, you freaking idiot. No, because people watch on these little black and white TVs no. that are like no. 10 inches in the no. 1950s. Last time I checked, our TV technology is up to like 4K uh-huh. and uh-huh. curved and huge, uh-huh. like 100 inches. You idiot. So you're you're closer <laughs> to the TV at your home than you are at the movie theater, you dumb moron. So let's say, let's say she's right, though, for a moment. Okay, let's give her say, that. That you could watch it at home. Okay. That means she knows she has a sensitivity. Yes. And didn't watch it at home. Yes. Deductive reasoning. Wouldn't you just watch it at home? Wait there for you it go. to come out. Yes. I mean, really. Right. When did we become so stupid in America? And that's the point of this. I feel horrible if you have epilepsy. By the way, if someone has Absolutely. a seizure, of course. do not stick your wallet in their mouth. That's yeah. an old wives' Whoever tale. Whoever said that, stop you it. You know why they said it? Because they thought people were going to swallow so their, their tongue. tongue. It's yes. stupid. It's ridiculous. No. no. You let it play out. Yes. Talk you to somebody them. with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the way they hold them is to keep them to from keep injuring them. themselves. Yes. Move the furniture so yes. they don't get hit by anything. That's it. Mm-hmm. Let it play out. You know, Call emergency service if it's serious enough. Mm-hmm. That's it. Done. Yeah, that's okay. it. So that's got to be horrible. Yes. But that person should know. Yes. You know what's going on in their life. Make informed decisions, not because there's a sign. Because, by the way, did you see the sign? How do you know everybody saw the sign? Thank you. Did someone else buy their ticket and they walked in? Mm -hmm. Did they order it online and walk Mm -hmm. up right up to the little kiosk? Right? Do you notice every sign? So there are limitless failures of logic here. And that's the point. You talked about deductive reasoning and stuff. We have a failure of common sense and logic because we are so hopped up on, but, but, but what if, why, and I can't, because we as people cannot deal with our emotions. Outrage. Mm. It's the outrage. Why, why are we addicted to the outrage? Why? We cannot deal with our emotions. 
We are in. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the trans fats we're all eating. I don't know if it's global warming and uh, it's the spit on the burgers. The it's the saliva on the burgers. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's tied to the same reason so many people have autism, right? Is it the cl- the fl- vaccine? Flora, flora, flarbins, flarbins, flippity flarbins, the fluoride, are, whatever it is, on the toothpaste. I don't know fluoride in the water that's turning the fish gay. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And but we do have a problem in dealing with our emotions. Yes, we do. Just because you are going throughout your day and you see something, a news story, a person, a situation that makes you go, it hurts, it hurts, does not mean the government has to act. In fact, quite often when they do, something has to be done. It makes things worse. worse. Mm-hmm. You must find a way to say, if you're emotional... I'm going to do something to help if I can. I've told the story before. Bentonville is filled with the nicest people you will ever meet. So nice that they cause me so many damn problems in traffic. <laughs> Just go. They will lock up their brakes, stop traffic for miles in order to let somebody cross the road, even though it caused more. So they'll see somebody walking. Mm-hmm. And you are a tenth of a mile away from the mm-hmm. intersection. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. So by the time you get up there, you're good. No, no. No. You go ahead. Don't cause a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. Six cars back, somebody will let me go. Yes. But they are so painfully nice, they cause more <laughs> problems. Stop. Uh... Use logic somewhere in there. Now, this girl's quote. Okay. One that got the migraine. Okay. Said you woke up. Saw all of the people saying, Supporting. thank you. Yes, well done. Not that they had problems, but no. just in case. Support. Support. Mm-hmm. And she said she's glad that they posted the signs good. now. Good. 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 She said, I'm extremely happy about this because I published that thread thinking, if I could even Save. help one mm. person mm. avoid a migraine. A migraine, not a seizure. Or a seizure. Okay, okay, okay. But a migraine. I consider this a success. Do you? Do you? I get it. Do you? I'm extremely happy about this because I published that thread thinking. She didn't just put it out there, Chris. She wasn't just bitching. I published that thread thinking. Mm -hmm. If I could help even one person avoid a migraine or a seizure, I could consider this a Mm. success. And my advice to her would be, um, you could have helped one person <laughs> avoid a seizure. That one person being you. Me, yep. If you just didn't go to movies. Yep. Yep. And watched on the big screen TV. Yep. You, or just wait till it comes out. Sounds good. Do you think the inability to deal with our emotions stems from the fact that no one wants to be held accountable for their actions anymore? That's a lot of it, Patrick. That's part of it. It's always someone yep. else's fault. That's that's tied in. Hey, I have got a great idea for you. Uh, it's uh, Earthwater's affiliate uh, uh, program that they have started. You could be an Earthwater affiliate and make a bunch of cash. You can make this as a simple side business, make it a couple hundred bucks a month for doing virtually nothing nothing. You could put some more time into it, make you maybe make a couple of grand a month. You could with probably because you're getting in on the ground floor at some point, this could be a job where you're making a living, whether it's a $50,000 a year living, or you could end up making millions. Look at similar companies where they've launched uh, um, uh, products where it was the direct to market model, because this is an effective way for businesses to grow. They got in on ground floor opportunities and had other people as part of the tree working underneath them. 
where because of the ground floor opportunity, they're literally making five, six hundred thousand dollars a year. Oh yeah, I mean, so there there are several CBD. Who is the one? There are several CBD companies. companies. Uh, Canaway is one. No, I, I mean, who is the celebrity? Uh, Mary. Oh, Marilyn Hemingway. She she is a, she is not a <laughs> spokesperson for, but she is an actual representative for a company called Prime My Body CBDs, and she she makes a seven you know seven thousand a month or something like that. One but of the, but one she, of the best things yeah. is this is ground floor yep. for you. So here's Absolutely. how it works. Uh, you sign up for it. Just go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com, theblaze.teamearthwater.com. By becoming an affiliate, you're going to give your take your unique position, reserve your position in their network marketing tree when they fully roll this out in a year. So you're getting in early on this. At the end of the year, they're going to fully roll it out. You'll be the Earthwater brand ambassador. And they'll pay you a 40% weekly commission on all orders placed by you and your customers. That's right, 40%. And you don't have to do anything but share your unique link. That's it. All the orders are going to be fulfilled by Amazon. Come on, man. And there's no minimum you have to meet. There's no penalty. Come on. Just sign up. Team Earthwater. Excuse me. That's um, uh, theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning place. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned when ordering at a Korean restaurant in America, order in Spanish. <laughs> so weird that you have to make that now. So weird. I, I, I could have said that more simply. When ordering, order in Spanish. <laughs> that, who? In America, it's pretty much. This we learned America. that uh, Chris Cruz should wear a disguise whenever eating out. Why? Uh, just... You're gonna wanna. You're gonna wanna do that now. Okay. What with your admissions today, you're gonna. Um, are you okay with people spitting in your food? Yes, I am. Oh, then you don't have to wear disguise, oh, and you're good okay. to go. And finally, we learned that I, Doc Thompson, when I hear, I salivate when I hear any combination of the words salted, caramel, bacon, bread, or pudding. Oof. Any combination. Anywhere, anywhere you put it. Anyway, doesn't matter. Okay. Chris okay. Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Uh, POTUS not only created Space Force, he also created illegal fairies. Oh, and dude. we're not talking about gay people here. I don't um, know what that means. <laughs> and I don't know about this, but uh, I'm the most hated man because I don't tip. You don't tip. That's but right. come on, man. You guys are just jealous because I'm doing what you wish you were doing. There might be a little of that. <laughs> Chef little. Patrick Mosier, what, if anything, did you learn today? Uh, I haven't learned anything since salted caramel bacon bread pudding yeah, came up tweet, on the screen. You're going to go ahead and uh, the recipe I did out actually there? tweet a link out. I'll tweet it. I'll send it out there one more time. Good deal. Neil, spin of the dials, radio style, Dallas, Texas. Morning, what, if anything, did you learn today? I mean, I hate to beat a dead horse here, but uh, Chris Cruz is the Mr. Pink of the morning blaze. Oh. He just doesn't tip. Oh, my gosh. You're right. You I are Mr. Pink. Means, but okay. Stuck in the middle with you. Exactly. <laughs> what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Stephen English says Elizabeth Warren is a Democrat, therefore she is 100% Pirate. All right. Okay. The C42 says when you don't tip for your pizza, the driver gives you an extra little sauce. Space Log tweeting out, dude, if you're paying 60 bucks for a haircut, you're doing it wrong. Okay, here's the thing. The first two, it's not that I didn't find them funny, but right then my headphones cut out, so I didn't hear you. But okay, go ahead. What's the Paul next one? Paul B saying if there's a 10% mentor or tip, that's not a pit. That's not a tip. 
I did not get to those new numbers on procrastination. That's my fault. I'll do them tomorrow. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? Uh, climate change. What does Glenn have coming up today? He's talking to a former NFL player. What's he wearing today? Warning labels all the way around. Ooh, that's a lot of labels. If he's got them all over. Remember the, the morning blazes today at Chris Cruz Production. Six separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. See, I joined you. Right, but you're the one who called him fat earlier. Whoa, no, I did not. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.